Badlands, run into Badlands, explain those Badlands. That's a hell of a name. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Liberty Den. Hope you guys had a great week. We are popping a cherry tonight. We are popping Julian Rums, Liberty Den cherry. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Julian Rums. That's a new one. It'll... Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was speaking in the possessive, but um, don't let that ruin your good time here. Not Julian. at all. Not at all. Let it slide, John. <laughs> yeah. I, ho I hope you won't like leave early or anything because I said that. <laughs> I'm bouncing. I'm bouncing already. Friday night, man. We're all about popping cherries. <laughs> exactly. Oh, funny. Uh, how's your guys this week? Nothing. I'm good, man. Good. Yeah, everything was good, man. I, I uh, missed last week. Missed y'all. And yes. uh, and then I missed you guys the week before because John and Kate weren't on. So it's been I feel like uh, I haven't I haven't seen you guys in forever. And I'm wearing this shirt. Looks like I'm pandering to Kate. It is my Scottsdale Community College artichokes shirt. Wait, wait. Did you um, go to Scottsdale Community College? I, I did not. I did not. But my my uh, wonderful niece, Gina, who's probably watching tonight, she she is finishing up her RN degree there this um, this spring. So she got me this. She and her. Her uh, boyfriend, Billy, came out to visit a few weeks ago, and she was nice enough to give me this gift. And I said, well, if I wear it, it's going to look like I'm absolutely sucking up to Kate, which probably isn't a bad idea, being that I missed a, a week. You know, I figured you guys did such a good job without me. My, my job might be in jeopardy. if I. You are on thin ice. You know, I was an artichoke for a semester. Yeah, look at that. Look at the little artichoke. Is that the real mascot? Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think I was there when we voted on it. He's got like a little banner and says... Or SCC on it. Yeah. Hey, Jay, you know, speaking of the, uh, well, not the artichokes, but the anteaters, we had an, a fellow yeah. anteater on Breaking History a couple weeks ago. Oh, seriously? I missed that. Who yeah, was he, that? He, uh, Brady, Warhamster. He, he played basketball. Okay. A long oh, time. right on. A long time oh, ago. Huh, I might I might know that guy. Might be might be my era. I don't, I'm not sure how long ago. Warhamster is a great back. name. Yeah, yeah, Warhamster. Uh, yeah, good dude. It is a great dude. name. It's it's better than anteater, that's for sure. Yeah, it's all better than artichoke. What the hell? That's that's not a mascot. Yeah, yeah, it's Who an inanimate um... vegetable. It's like like our president. <laughs> what? It, Ohio State? Aren't they? That's an acorn, right? The Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they get away with it because they back it with like powerhouse football. Right, exactly. Stuff, so can't rip on them too hard. Archie's already already barking at the door. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight. We have this new kind of uh, flow going where we don't plan anything. We just have on whoever and see how it goes. So we'll just see whatever you guys want to talk about. But before we do, we do have a couple sponsors to talk about. And I think we're going to start with a little flying gang rum. Look at that. Are you drinking some? I'm drinking it right now. Awesome. Uh oh. Yep. I just can't find my read now, so this is a great start to the night. <laughs> Here we go. It's a perfect time to grab a few bottles of Flying Gang Rum. Flying Gang Rum is meticulously produced from pure Florida sugarcane, aged to perfection in ex-bourbon barrels, and then select cask finished. A rum so pure, it comes with no added sugar, colors, or artificial flavorings. That's right. It's pure rum. They're on a mission to change how we perceive sipping rum. To Florida, it's what wine is to Napa, bourbon to Kentucky, and whiskey to Tennessee. Psychonic Rum is all about elevating the connoisseur's experience, capturing the rich history and unique character of handcrafted rum. 
head over to badlandsmedia.tv slash rum and enter promo code badlands. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash rum, promo code badlands. I've been out of my flying gang rum yeah, for I, some time now. I finally got mine. It was, uh, I think, about three months ago, Jessica, we were talking about flying gang on the show. And she's like, oh, do you want some? You know, we'll get you some. And and it just didn't come. And then I don't know what happened. I figured it's just some California law thing, you know. <laughs> so uh, it finally got here. And it is absolutely delicious. I'm I'm sipping it. I'm drinking it with Coke. I'm, you know, it's great. It's probably the best tasting rum I've ever had. Not saying a lot. So I'm a rum guy. Are you really? You didn't have to tell yeah, us about I your love rum. problem, but you did. And now, but we still accept you. <laughs> Every, everyone's a rum guy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we, he hey, doesn't uh, like rum. I need to talk to Jessica about getting me a bottle of that because I keep hearing Chris and BB talking about drinking it neat, which is the best kind of rum you can drink yeah, neat. Just, yeah. Got some right yeah. here. Yeah. It's really it, it like bananas because like the best rum you drink yeah. it neat and it tastes like like bananas, not in a bad way, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I think this is this is the Florida gold. Yeah, it's it it's got a little a little hint of banana in it for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. oh, wait, hold on. I think we have an age. You said bananas is in like crazy, not flavor bananas, right? Yeah, not like flavor bananas. Like it just it just has like a it's just like the sugar just makes it taste a little bit like a little. It's what it's got a banana flavor to me. I I I taste a little banana in it. I'm talking about a different brand, but I mean, just good rum. Okay. Just I used to hate it. rum. One of my first drink, I've told the story before. One of my first drinking experiences was getting a little too tipsy off of Captain Morgan and I, I threw up everywhere. Say. I couldn't yeah. drink rum for a long time. And even like flying, I was like, God dang it. I don't know if I, yeah, I everyone I has that experience at least once with one liquor. For yeah. all yeah, mine's, te- mine's tequila. I still can't even sniff it. Makes me ill. That's what, that's what's bad. your drinking rum, Julian? Julian rums. Oh my god uh my my drink of choice is actually bourbon although i'm pretty psyched to go. get some of this uh flying gang uh apparently jessica's sending some to me as we speak nice. we uh we featured it on cultural heretics the other day and yeah it was it was pretty on brand with old julian's rum here so yeah. I, I definitely can't wait to get my hands on some so i can uh prop it up on on my feed too thank you Just, uh, yeah you you might have to change your name to Julian's Angel Pace, though, to get any of those out of Patrick's hands. Uh, <laughs> or you won't get any of those out of Patrick's clutching hands. Okay, we'll see. Are you a lotion guy? You're Am I a lotion be. guy? <laughs> <laughs> Julian's I, you know, lotion. I, I'll admit to this. Um, and uh, my wife, like when when we first started dating, she was so impressed that I used face lotion. And I only started doing it in my 30s. Um yeah, it's a little gay, but I, I realized I was like, dude, it's it's actually really necessary. It's it's the one thing that like, oddly enough, the one reason I started doing it was I noticed it it helped my headaches tremendously. Um, I couldn't figure out why, but it's because when you don't do that, your skin gets like super tight and that causes all those bullshit headaches. So really yeah. interesting. Yes. <laughs> gay. <laughs> hey it's not gay to take care of yourself he's not talking about like shaving a line beard and you know yeah exactly <laughs> waxing his pecs do you only do you guys think on that, that was like the slow the met- metrosexual well you know some of us are old enough to remember this some of us are not but the metrosexual thing where they were do you think that was kind of like the slow walk into the gay kind of explosion 
Can you define what, what you mean by metrosexual? Metrosexual like, was like when men started to take care of their appearances in a way that was like um, like pampering themselves, not just like washing your pits. Like they were Patrick Gunnels. Yeah, Patrick is. It, they had that show. What was that show called? Well, Queer, Queer Eye, Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. That's right. South Park did <laughs> an entire show. episode about this. For any South Park fans out there, you probably remember it. It was a classic episode. I don't remember. It's like around 2005, probably. Yeah. It was one of the all time South Park episodes. And one of the central premises of the show is how pissed off gay people were getting that straight metrosexual men were stealing their gay culture. So, <laughs> I, I, Kate, you might be onto something. That that might have been like, you know, the Queer Eye rollout was sort of like the feminization of men in America. It absolutely was. You, you like, they started going into, you know, the tight pants and carrying handbags and mm, and all yeah. of this stuff and it was kind of and it was it was sold to men at, under the guise of no women are going to find this really attractive because you spend so much time on your appearance and they're really going to appreciate that you needed kind of that buffer in between you know look at look at men in the past and how they dressed and how they carried themselves and how they acted i mean there has been many many shades of gray in between that and what we have now. So I almost feel like that was the first part of it. Let's see if I can find an episode. Shades of, of gay. Sorry. That's what I meant. To Somehow say. we went from queer out of the straight guy to Bruce, to Bruce Jenner, like Caitlyn Jenner. Like it just went, we went way off the rails and it was, yeah. I mean, you're right though. It started with that. Cause I just remember in middle school, everyone in middle school just make fun of the show. Just the idea of the show even existed. We were just laughing about it. Yeah. Um, and then they went from, they, they went to like, I remember going to the like Nordstrom with my girlfriend and she's shopping for some Mac makeup and there's like a dude behind the Mac counter, just all made up, you know, and they start pushing the makeup on the dudes and that, you know, I was like, okay, you, you definitely jumped the shark there. It's, I, I could handle like maybe a little bit of manscaping, a little bit of lotion on the face and that stuff. But the, but the, but the full blown makeup was rough. Manscaping was the was the thing that was the you know getting men to I, I the guys that I went to high school with shaved their legs. Yeah, and that was kind of a that was like a cyclist thing. I remember oh. like some of my friends that were cyclists. Like, it, shaved it was their also legs like and, a muscle a muscle head thing. Like anybody who's hitting yeah. the gym, they're like, yeah. I'm gonna shave my entire body so you can see all my slices. <laughs> and then it made their junk look bigger they thought so they they even started to manscape in you know the nether regions yeah, that, that that was the psyop the psyop was to make your junk look bigger and like, all right I'm, I'm signing up for it oh my gosh <laughs> you mean that was a psyop that was because I, I mean I not all psyops are bad psyops yeah jay's still doing the triangle sometimes they work but you know what <laughs> the happened landing to me? strip yeah, I'll tell you what happened to me. And this was long before the 40-year-old virgin came out. I my office is inside of a day spa here in, in, in Southern California. And they have like estheticians there and they were doing some in-house training. And the lead esthetician said, Hey, I got three, three girls and we need to like teach them some of the protocols. Can you be our subject? And I said, Absolutely. You know, so after work, I I went in this room and there's three beautiful girls and they're like doing all this head and neck and face massage. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. So then, you know, at the end of the session, she said, okay, can we borrow you again tomorrow? We got more training to do. I said, oh yeah, absolutely. So the next day I show up thinking I'm getting all the head and neck massage. And uh, the, the, the lead esthetician says, okay, we're going to, we're going to learn how to wax and we're going to, we're going to wax Dr. J's uh, chest. 
So, uh, yeah, and I didn't know, I didn't know that ripping hair out by its roots was painful. So I'm just sitting there and I'm going, well, okay, whatever. And they're, so each girl took like a quadrant and they were all like ripping in slow motion because they've never done this before. And I'm sitting there just trying not to look like a wuss and screaming in pain, you know? So I'm just like, oh my God, this is painful. And so after about, I don't know, 10 minutes of this, one of the other estheticians walks by the door and she looks in and she goes, I'll go get some aloe vera and some aspirin. And I was, I was all like bleeding and red and yep. it was brutal. And since um, though, I have to say, like when the hair grows back, it's like itchy as hell and I can't get past it. So <laughs> I get rid of it. I don't wax it, but I do shave it once in a while. So, you got to exfoliate. Yeah. This That's is exactly what I pictured. Okay, so fun fact about this scene. They, yeah, they were actually know. they were actually waxing him yeah. in this scene. And oh they didn't God. tell him what it was gonna feel like, much right. like me. It was a total shock as to how absolutely painful it is. And I don't know how women do it. It's you guys have a much higher pain threshold, Kate. They do have a higher that's, pain that's threshold. That's a fact. They probably don't have as much chest hair either, though. Like well, hardly as don't. hardly as much. Somebody, I think it was Elise in the chat said, Kate, there have always been femme guys and tough chicks absolutely but what i'm talking about is making it the norm and making it like this is what we're going to portray portray guys on the cover of gq no longer are they going to be kind of the rough and and tumble man they're going to be like pristine and you know hairless and glossy well they made it into an industry essentially right. i think this is a scene from that episode you're Correct. talking about can't let Kyle out in public like this, you guys. Go for fool. Come on, Kyle. We're giving you a makeover. I remember this. Oh, yeah, the frosted tips. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. I've never really gotten a top, It's a top ten episode if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I love South Park. I used to watch pretty, that a lot. On the sure they, they, I was gonna say I think they softened us up for it in the eighties though. Like the music in the eighties was really, really gay. Like there, you know, there were all these bands that were real hugely popular, especially in the new wave scene that were like you know that sort of androgynous look. That was that David glam Bowie rock? Is what stuff. they called it. Mm -hmm. what, yeah. yeah, in the 70s, you had like David Bowie and like the New York mm -hmm. Dolls and like, you know, bands that were like just dudes literally wearing girl girls clothes and makeup and then Twisted Sister took it in a weird direction in the 80s. But then you had all that 80s new wave music, a lot of it out of England, like bands like, oh, Tears for Fears and Thompson Twins and, uh, you know, and, and they were all just cut shot Robert boys. And Robert TV. Smith wore red ass lipstick and I loved yeah. him. I had pictures what? of him all over my walls. That's the cure, John. You probably never heard of him, but he doesn't know what the cure is. I, I don't listen to people, guys who wear lipstick. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Probably a policy. good policy. Yeah. Stern policy on policy that. Policy of truth. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, the 80s music, that was definitely a psyop because it's like all those dudes, you know, it's like the the whatever, the the legends or whatever, them getting all the chicks, but then they were like dressing like chicks and and looking like right. chicks. Yeah, yeah, the hair so metal. The hair metal. Like, that's how you get all the chicks is you 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 wear makeup and you dress wear like their pants. Throw your hair out. Yeah, exactly. And wear their LA looks. looks. Yeah, and, and, their, and their Aquanet hairspray and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Have any of you guys ever gotten like a pedicure or manicure besides Kate? Uh, my wife and I, uh, I got the foot one done while with my wife once when we, we got married because it was like part of like a package deal. So it was like, they were giving us blues. Yeah. So that's your, never did the hands though. The hands is a bridge too far. (laughs) Yeah. I did the, I did the pedicure once or twice with, uh, Brandy. She was getting her nails and she's like, you know, feels good. They massage your feet and your, your leg. Everything's pretty cool. I got bright red nail polish. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't get any <laughs> nail polish. Just they just I don't know what they do. They like just kind of file it down. They buff. Like, they buff. Yeah, they it. buff it. That's it. Buff it. Yeah, yeah, I've never done it. Patrick was gonna do it for his wedding, but we never ended up going. Like we were gonna do. Oh, that was right, wasn't then. it? Like the the dudes in the wedding we were gonna do no. the the day at the. Uh, that's such a Patrick thing. I, I totally picture Patrick. Well, I, felt sorry, I felt sorry for the chick who had to like touch my feet and mess with my my toes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife is like, dude, you have the gnarliest feet. I'm like, yeah, like caveman feet. So you're you're not a man unless you have some gnarly feet. It is yeah, what it is. True. It is what it is. Oh. Fred Flintstone used to drive the car with his feet. You know, it, yeah, was, man. it, it had to be a beating. <laughs> um, but we're going. What we're talking about with the '80s being a, a psyop with music. This started back in the '60s. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this book. I highly recommend it. It's called weird scenes in the canyon uh by david mcgowan uh fascinating book it's all about laurel canyon and how essentially that entire music scene you know where like the doors um and then you know charles manson obviously came out of that same scene that was essentially all a cia black project um it's fascinating fascinating stuff but a lot of people don't know this the lead singer of the doors uh his father was an admiral uh, during the Vietnam Gulf of, War. Gulf yes, of Tonkin. The Gulf of Tonkin. Really? So his father was involved in the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which is a, was a false flag event. It's just widely known. Uh, and that's essentially what got us militarized in Vietnam. And oddly enough, you know, leads through the doors. I don't know why his name is blanking Jim, on me right now. Jim Morrison. Yeah, Jim Morrison. Uh, he never talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's kind of odd, you know, it's, you got yeah. this big time military man father, but then, you know, you're a lead singer of this super hippie band. It, it was an yeah, odd total counterculture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and plus like Vietnam was all about protecting the heroin trade for the CIA. So like that, that's why they did all that. But, uh, and then electric wood acid test. I read that in high school when I was a dummy and like, didn't know any better. And, um, and then going back and revisiting it as an adult, I'm like, dude, in the book, they're, they're talking about like the CIA hanging out with them. They're like, oh, the CIA, this guy's like a CIA agent. Yeah, it's all good. Like the CIA was coming and basically giving all these hippies um, who were like hanging out with the Grateful Dead on tour with them, the LSD. And they're like, oh yeah, here it is. Just take the LSD and give it up to everyone. And they're just going, they're driving around California, driving around like out West, just handing the LSD out to everyone for free. Um, and, and, you know, the CIA invented LSD. They thought it was a truth serum. Yeah, that's hundred percent true. Yeah. How, much, how much of our culture do you think is actually like, by the bed, like styles, almost all of it, probably. Yeah, I'd say 95%. At this point. Yeah. Jim Morrison was also one of the 27 club. The all, all of those young celebrities yep. that died at the age of 27. Um, and Jimi Hendrix was another Hendrix, one, I think. Janice yeah. Joplin, Cobain, yep. Joplin, Cobain. Yep. 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 What was um, the significance of 27, though? Well, just that there were so there are so died. many celebrities that have died young, and they all died at the age of twenty-seven for whatever reason. So there's there's got there's some significance. I don't know what it is. It's not thirty-three. Thirty-three would be like the Masons thing, right? But I don't know right. if it is. 
Right. Um, what was I just going to say? I was going to say something about, oh, well, like the, the PSYOP in the 60s with the free love movement and the drugs and everything. That was really kind of um, the first real like uh, like offensive move to against the the poor company the poor um what am i trying to say the, i don't know well, like I, I think it was offensive against the well, american family as well family values well, right exactly but what, that which which affected poor communities probably more than anything but right, the thing because, to remember about all these psyops is that there's more than one goal right. one, always i mean like they're they're going to try and kill a million birds with one stone every time uh, the way Dave McGowan frames it in his book, in his view, what the CIA's primary goal with essentially creating that PSYOP culture within the 60s free love movement is to essentially paint anyone who was anti-war as, you know, an ass-loving hippie, you know, who looked just crazy as shit. Meanwhile, this gave them free reign to do whatever they wanted in, in Vietnam because no one wanted to associate with a bunch of, you know, naked hippies running around San Francisco. I don't think that was the only reason they did that. I think it's like y'all said, but that was one of the stated goals. We actually right, just well, put out a Substack article on the Tavistock Institute, like Badlands mm -hmm. did. Doesn't that have something to do with it as well? Or am I way Yeah, but here? I haven't dug as much into that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that I haven't either, but I do know that that's kind of the theory that Tavistock has had its hand in culture. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the push for drugs, um, then you had people that couldn't afford the expensive drugs and then they couldn't afford to go to rehab. Right. What is this? And one? you had, well, you know, in the, in the eighties, especially here in LA, the CIA, you know, dropped the, the crack, um, into the, you know, LA gang yep. scene and that's well documented as well and absolutely destroyed you know, the black community here and, you know, all the men were locked up and, you know, Joe Biden's crime bill and everything. So you had all these broken homes and, you know, kids getting into trouble because they had no parental guidance. And, you know, it, it, it was a, an absolute travesty, but. Uh, do you guys think, do you guys think um, weed is intentionally different? Now, I think weed is a hard drug. I mean, to me, like, it is an absolute hard drugs to be to me. I know some people can handle it, but it seems that they have bred like THC is supposed to balance be ban balanced by the CBD. And now you have a you have plants where the THC is just like absolutely, um, you know, many, many times stronger than the CBD. So it's it's a completely different beast. Did you, guys, speaking of, did you guys see this from Trump tonight? These no. lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there. But uh, I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones. You see, that's how far I've come. That's how far I've come. Holy that's God. a long, that's a oh. long way, isn't it? He's the best. These <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh, hilarious. We've come a long way. So wow. Oh, my God. Julian letting his dog out. Yeah. Um Ooh, let the dogs out. Uh yeah, yeah. But Kate, you're right. Um, like weed, it it really wasn't that strong before. I actually know a guy who um, you know, I'm from the East Coast. I know a guy who went out to California. He like dropped out of high school at the end of high school, maybe or maybe he graduated, I don't know. 
but he uh, went out there to California to like grow weed. Um, and he basically like told me that uh, when he got out there, he was blown away at how nobody in California like cared about the quality of weed. They were like, whatever. Um, whereas like in the East coast, like people were huge nerds about it. They were all about like getting it like, they're like chemists, like trying to make it way better and everything. And so he went out there and basically like farmed it and I guess legally or semi-legally, I don't know, but Man. Way, it's way more potent now than it was even. It, like it's too potent. I like, I don't hardly smoke it ever anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I went through a phase like in my twenties, but mm -hmm. now like whenever I smoke it, I just start thinking about all the cringy shit I said in third grade and like, oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's not worth it, man. It's not as fun as it used to be. Yeah. If you yeah. have to hide like your own truth. phone from yourself so that you don't call 911, that's not a good time. That's a bad yeah. time. No. Oh no. I, I had a, you know, I, a little bit in high school and all that never really did it again. And then I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, my girlfriend came over and she's like, Hey, I made some, I made some uh, rice crispy treats. And, she liked to bake, you know, she made cookies and brownies, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, Oh, cool. And she's like, you know, do you want, do you want a, a, a regular one or a funny one? And I didn't know what she meant. I just saw that there was like vanilla and chocolate. I'm like, Oh, I'll have a chocolate one. And, and I ate the whole thing and she, she had to leave and it started to hit me and I go, what the hell was that? She goes, I told you it was a funny rice crispy treat. And I swear to God, I mean, I, I, I went to bed and just sat there and I had to think about breathing. Otherwise I would stop breathing. Like, you know, and I was like, this yeah. is the worst. And yeah. if I, if I could have called 911, I would have, but I, I, I couldn't even dial a phone. I just sat there all night staring at the ceiling, hoping I wasn't going to stop breathing. It was, <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I smoked, but my first time was one of those. I had a bag of Doritos and then I like my roommates, but I basically was like begging them to call 911. They didn't, but I thought I was going to die. Yeah. And I've never, it's I've never been fun. a fan. Never been a fan. Anyway. Yeah. We should, have, we should have CanCon on now to. That, 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 that happened to my wife. Uh, like, ten, my wife, like, has probably smoked weed maybe like two or three times in her life. And uh, like 10 years ago or eight years ago or something, I got some weed cookies and I was like, oh, yeah, like, let's. And she's like, all right, I'll do it with you. And I like let her eat a whole cookie. And then like she, and then like 20 minutes later, she was like, I'm not feeling anything. Give me another one. And I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, okay. And so she, she ate another one and like lost her mind. It was like, basically like leave the room or I'm going to kill you. She, and she, and then like the next day she was telling me, she's like, I was thinking about calling 911, like all that stuff. And yeah. I, talked, I talked to the guy who I got him from and he was like, dude, she should have eaten like maybe like an eighth of one cookie. Like, yeah. yeah, like a bite. Yeah, and the, and the problem is with edibles is it, it it takes like it takes like a half hour to get into your system, so you so, don't really know what effect it is, and you're thinking it's doing nothing, and then you end up doing more, and then I'm you're a bad over the chaperone, top. man. I was a bad chaperone. That's yeah, dude. That's not cool, man. You're with like edibles, my, my girlfriend I, giving me that funny uh, rice krispie treat. Literally, everyone has had a bad experience on edibles. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I I had a really funny story. I'll, I'll keep it brief, but my wife, like, I don't know, like four or five years ago, she brought back some edibles from like Colorado or something. And my brother was over at our house. Uh, he was watching our dog. Like we were out to the movies or something. He was like, Hey, can I have some of those edibles while you're gone? I was like, um, yeah, sure. And I didn't even think to tell him like, you know, only eat a quarter of one. Well, oh, no. I, when I'm in the movies, I don't look at my phone. Uh, <laughs> When I got out, I had like six text messages from him. And the first one said, hey, how much of this should I eat? I only ate like half of one and I don't feel anything. 
And then the next one said, uh, so I ate five of these. Oh, <laughs> by the time God. I got out, oh, God. I was like, he was like, bro, I, I don't think I'm going to make it. I was like, you are maximum retarded. Like, did, did, <laughs> you ever need to get on Google, like the Google machine and, and just do like a simple search? Yeah. You know, but yeah, he was, he was pretty obliterated for like five hours. Um, <laughs> but that, that's how you learn those lessons. Yeah. So the hard way. As soon as we started talking about weed, uh, CanCon joined the chat. So, oh my gosh. He yes. says my weedy senses were going off. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how people like can smoke or eat whatever and function like yeah. th there's no, no way i could i know people I, I don't know if that's what cancon does i think he waits till the end of the day but regardless i know of people who say mm -hmm. that like they'll, they'll do it and that's how they get things done i, I can't imagine it no. it must just be different body chemistry it would be interesting to know if there was like something to do with blood types and i know that sounds weird but i remember the blood type diet in the 90s was I did it and it was so spot on and told me exactly what it, what foods that you would never think like bananas are not something that goes with my blood my blood type and they were making me sick when you when I eliminated them and brought them back you could see how they actually made you feel but right. it's really interesting to look into some of the rabbit holes with like RH negative blood and where that blood supposedly comes from um but it just really does feel like there are different types of human beings you know aliens well it's funny you bring this up. I, I saw a study recently. I don't know if any of y'all saw this, where one of the reasons that Brits can pound so many beers, apparently they did a blood study on them and they have some kind of, I don't want to say mutation or adaptation that essentially makes it so they can drink more and be less hungover than everybody else on the planet. I don't know if it's bullshit or not. It sounds right based on my experiences with Brits because they'll drink you under the table yeah. and then do it all over again. Well, is do you remember? Did you read what it was? Did it say what it was? Did it have anything to do with the copper content in their blood? I, I don't I don't know if it was something with their blood, but it's one of those weird things, right? Where it's like, okay, I'll give you another example. Koreans, for instance, don't have body odor. They they have some kind of mutation where they don't have to wear deodorant at all. And you can fact check me on this. Uh it's like Koreans and Northeast um Asia that they don't have to wear body odor. I was like, dude. I wish I had that mutation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sign up for that. <laughs> I wonder if it's I wonder if that is a is a mutation thing or if it's a if it's a diet thing. Um, I don't know. Cuz I honestly think a lot of our a lot of the reason why people have BO is because it's that's your body detoxifying and we our bodies are so toxic. Um I don't think I mean men in the I guess I don't know if it was just that people, everyone had BO, so nobody talked about it, or if it was honestly like a problem that we created. I mean, I don't know. It's a legit no. question. I always, when I'm watching old movies and stuff, and you know, like in the 1700s, and they were wearing like five layers of clothes, I always look at my buddy, Mike, dude, imagine how terrible everyone smelled back then. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. Small, and they bathed like terrible. once a week, but yeah. they would, when they would, they would, like put perfumes and powders and stuff on because they smelled like I you assume because they can't mask on. some BO you just can't mask exactly no <laughs> but back then that's probably the yeah, best yeah. they could do wasn't it just so like easy. a disgusting just musk yeah and there's yeah. okay when I went to school there was a different race who did not have that trait it's like they had the exact opposite trait where they mm. like they smelled terrible no matter what they smelled like one of my buddies even like we hung out with all the time and I, he showered he like he was a regular dude like but it always ended up 
I think it's the food. I think it might be the food. It's the food. I was just going to say, if you're talking about what I think you are, it's the food. It Mm -hmm. can be the food, but it can also be, um, it can also be spices, right? Yeah. Like, well, part of, yeah. When your people eat a lot of spices, then they, their senses become dulled and they can't smell themselves. But, um, shit, what was I just going to say? Shut up everybody. I don't know Everybody sit that, in silence until I remember. It was something about the BO. Um, well, while you think of that, I'm going to oh, say. Oh, no, this, I was going to okay. say. So, so sorry. One thing I do know about guys in particular, and they don't wash their towels enough or they don't know how to dry their clothes well enough. And so I had friends who perpetually smelled like mildew, even though they showered, they would get out of the shower and use a mildewy towel. And then they just forever kind of smelled yeah. like that, even though they yeah. were clean. If you don't wash yeah, your towel at least and, once a month, you're you're doing it wrong. That's <laughs> true. Many such cases. Many such cases. Yeah. No, I remember in high school when we had gym <laughs> class. You know, you would you would have to take a shower. Kate, let me explain something to you. In in college, I I probably changed my bed sheets like maybe yeah. four times a year. It <laughs> that much. Like yeah. men's ability to live in filth and squalor is it's unmatched. Yep. Listen, I'll tell you guys. I know, I know considerable, I've always had guy friends and girlfriends. Um, girls are so much nastier than you could ever imagine. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to break the illusion for you guys and tell you the stories, but just know this as gross as you guys are, and you are, you know, but as gross as you think you are, women are so much worse in, in, in just ways that you can't even fathom. Humans in general. You're right. Don't tell me. We're all disgusting human beings. (laughs) Yeah. I would say my daughter is much more gross than, than my son. For sure. Yeah. Just gross. I, I remember the Kids first time I heard a girl fart. I I I I didn't think I didn't think that happened. I just it <laughs> dawned on me like that girl actually fart. I was like, what the hell was that? I, you didn't I thought, they should, I thought a, they whole, should, a whole new world rushed in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I my thought sister would rose sit powders. on my head know, you know? while I slept, and she would wake me up like that. Yeah. So you get pink eye. It's that where it comes from. Uh, yeah, honestly, don't even know if that's true, but I'm pretty sure. That, isn't that how like I, I you fart on somebody's true. pillow and then you can give them pink eye? That was like, man, this is really not what I thought we'd be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always like this. It's like, yeah, Julian. It's, it's it's the hard hitting news stories of the week that we we cover here. Yeah. It's a Liberty Dan, man. Oh, it's by like, the way, hey, I'm enjoying it. Say, it's a safe space. It's a safe space. We did a Liberty Dan a long time ago where we had a story about this uh, AIDS uh, statue that they were putting up in Palm Springs. Remember the butthole? It looked like a mm. butthole. Oh yeah, well, I, just, yeah, yeah. I was I was in Palm Springs last weekend, yeah. and I and I actually sought it out to see if they actually went through and put it up, and they it is not there. So I think, I think we might have got them to kill the project from with our, with our, the our story. It may have been a sigh the whole thing. Yeah, it was it was crazy. If you guys, mm. if Ghost and Julian, if you haven't seen it, it like was a giant statue of a big. It looked like a big donut, kind of, but it had. I mean, it looked like a butthole. So what, what you're saying is, I should I should search asshole statue. No, yeah, asshole just, statue, just, Palm Springs, and you will Palm line. Springs butthole and see what comes up. There's a exactly. butthole, and, and they had articulated like all of like the muscles and everything. Oh, sure. and it, was, it was very, very, yeah, it was very, it, very it, articulate. Yeah, I mean, it was it was anatomically it was correct well written well martin luther king penis statue if you remember that one <laughs> that's right that's right it was like they should put those two in the same place hey john about it. 
before we get too far off the drug um, topic, you should play the video of the link I just sent you from Taylor French's uh, X feed. Um, yeah, oh, so like, like I mean, but that, that's ridiculous. Show the fizzer side. This is to celebrate AIDS or whatever. Yeah, it's an, AIDS, it's an AIDS memorial. That's literally what it is. And the, and the whole town was up in arms. And there's a, a pretty large it, gay population there. So they were all like, oh, my God, like you're killing us here. AIDS memorial. And it's a celebration of gay sex. Yeah. Okay, what am I doing? Um, um, dude, so I saw I saw this on Taylor French's feed the other day. And I don't know, yeah. like, he, he said this is an actual ad that appeared on Facebook. Um, and he said, I don't know if this is a real but, like, Watch this ad that he pulled from Facebook. All right. What do people think about this snortable energy supplement? It's actually wonderful. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a little drip. I know, dude. I'm oh. very alert and awake. What did he just do? Bump. <laughs> it's like, what? I mean, it seems like this is a joke, right? That's, I, I, don't know. I don't the best way to, but like somebody paid money to promote that on Facebook. It's very odd. I'm curious. Well, you know, it's, it, I mean, I couldn't imagine when I was in high school, like people risked their lives to get weed. You'd have to go to like gangland Pasadena to get, to get weed. And now they have stores that look like, like Rodeo drive, Beverly Hills, yeah. marble and glass. And they're, you know, you get the little buds in these contain, you know, glass containers. And it's, it's incredible. Oh. So I, or, doesn't or, or me pizza that, hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. There's, there's that too. It's a pizza because it has the red fin. It's like the fin on the roof, right? Yeah. So someone was showing. Caffeine. Sorry. Yeah, someone was showing me the or I I saw today. I wish I could remember who it was. They they posted a picture of wherever they were had a vending machine with the I don't know if it's is it, what's the antidote to fentanyl or what is it that you is is it an adrenaline? Oh. I know what you're talking about. Yes, th there is one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, like a vending machine. So if somebody's having a fentanyl overdose, you go to the vending machine and you get one so of these things. Naloxone or whatever? Something yeah, like that. And then what the first responders like have to carry with them because if they encounter it and touch it, you know, yeah. they die instantly. Well, who, didn't we just carry. see like a politician's or no, Google's a, a Google exec, a former Google exec or YouTube or somebody like their son. No, just Susan, Susan or uh, Wojcicki or the the Google. Wojcicki, yeah, yeah, her son. Yeah, that's the YouTube, the YouTube chick, Wojcicki or something. Yeah, yes. this is a naloxone vending machine right here. So there's one sister that's YouTube. Oh right, right. Me sister. Yeah. Oh right, right. Then the brother-in-law was the the um something of Google. A Sergey Brin. Sergey Brin, yeah. yeah. And then um, the dad, the mom sat on the board of education and uh, something else. And the dad is like a works at CERN. Narcan. I mean, God, Narcan. what a family, huh? Yeah, what a family tree. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Can you imagine just voluntarily handing your DNA over to one of those sisters? I, I don't know why people do it. It's just, oh, it's so much fun. Well, I, so I my sister did no it. Idea. Did she? <laughs> long time ago so we have yeah, our well, before you knew. Huh? here's the thing y'all all have if, if you've ever taken a piss test at your doctor or you've done a piss test for work um essentially all of those companies apparently have been sharing that dna with all of those companies it, it's yeah, like breaking every hipaa law ever but that's what they've been yeah. doing 
Those motherfuckers. Yeah, and the COVID test too. I remember there yeah. was my step my stepsister gave to me the a twenty three and me like years ago, and that was right after Q started. And he was like, "Don't do that, don't do it." And I was like, and "So I did." I was like, "All right." I mean, part of it was like I was just too lazy or whatever, and just never did it. And then after like a year, I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm not going to do this." But now it's like, well, shit, if, already, if there's some information anyway, I might as well get my results. And <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you what I want you to do? Irish, 50% Scottish. I know that. But. Yeah, they're just going to send you a picture of a saltine cracker and be like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, okay, I want someone to get one of the 23andMe kits and swab an Impossible Burger or one of these burgers <laughs> that they make that that's supposedly like a, a meat substitute. Because I think they're made out of human flesh. I think they're made out of, first of all, they're all, they're all the plants are in close proximity to Planned Parenthoods. If you look them up, like within Wait, really? blocks. Ooh. Yes. And I think they're made out of, I think it's soil. Wow, green. that's a soil green. green. <laughs> that's Impossible awesome. burger, you said? Yeah, either Impossible Burger, actually both Impossible Burger and what's the Bill Gates one? Or is that the Bill Gates one? There's a Bill Gates one and then there's a... You know, the Bill Gates one's made out of crickets or some shit, right? Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Like, how does how does that even sound good? Like, who would want to eat a veggie burger? I'm no offense I, to anybody I, who eats veggie burgers, but I, I'll, I've never I'll be tried offensive. my No offense to anyone who eats veggie, veggie burgers, but you are disgusting. <laughs> it doesn't sound appealing in any way. And especially now that we know it's made from dead babies, I don't think. Beyond meat. Beyond oh, yeah, meat. No, beyond meat, yeah. It might be Beyond Meat, um, but who owns Beyond Meat? How does it like? I'm I'm looking at this um, Suzanne Wojcicki or whatever. Like, how how is that possible that like so many powerful people end up? To, like, I can't even conceptualize the amount of money these people have. It's hard to obscene amounts. Forget money. It's like it's uh, Ash and I were just talking about this on Raising a Nation last week. Um, data is 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 the new currency, and th this they have more data on you than anything else. They know your Google history, they know your DNA, they know right. everything. Well, that's yeah. the whole thing. And, and Q pointed this out. If you remember, he was he was pointing to Sergey Brin, you know, who was the founder of Google, essentially having a family tie-in. Mm -hmm. I think it's Ann Wojcicki who mm -hmm. uh, ran Twenty Three and Me. The yeah. point being is that don't you think something screwy is going on if 23andMe is sharing your DNA results with Google, and what could they possibly be doing with that? The answer is a lot of shicey stuff. Yep, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Maternal grandparents were Russian Jewish immigrants, uh, aka Kazarian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kazarian. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, um, yeah, we, we covered this on Breaking History like a month ago, but uh, Operation, I think Golden Lily is what it's called. Basically, during World War II, there was a general, Japan seized all this gold from all of Asia. Like They conquered Asia, took all the gold. And when it looked like they were going to lose the war, they were losing, like the island hopping campaign was working. Some general gathered up all the gold and started burying it in holes on these islands. Yeah, yeah. Gold. And, and basically, they, the, the allies finally found it. And there was like a meeting and they're like, dude, what do we do with this gold? This is an insane amount of gold. And then it just disappeared. And like the CIA took it. And mm. basically it's like the rumor or whatever, the theory is that they're self-sustaining now because of that. Like they don't need our money. They don't need Congress, they don't need any of that. And if we were just like to abolish the CIA, they would just keep fun keep operating anyway because they have their own. And that's why they do the child trafficking and the 
drug trafficking and everything is to keep themselves funded. Keep and you guys, yeah, guys what, you okay. should get your hands on some of that gold by going to badlandsgold.com, one of our sponsors tonight. So thank you for that segue. I have to get these in at some point. Are you concerned about the $6 trillion at stake in the upcoming 2024 election? The Wall Street Journal has reported a critical issue, the looming decision on extending tax cuts scheduled to expire after 2025. Republicans advocate for extending Trump's tax cuts while the Democrats lean towards letting them expire and increasing taxes on top earners and corporations. You got to take your wealth into your own hands. You got to get some gold and silver from badlandsgold.com. You can get a free 2024 gold and silver kit and fortify everything that you have worked for. You may even qualify for up to 10% back in bonus silver. Hurry while supplies last. Badlandsgold.com. Okay, sorry, whoever I interrupted there. No, the whole reason I told that story was just to set you up for that ad. So, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, and I was going to say, Gordon, there was like a show, I think it was on History Channel about Yamashita's gold where they're like, you know, searching it out. There's a lot of those shows where they're like seeking out all these these treasures and I watch those shows because they're they're kind of fun, but then I always just laugh and go, well, yeah, the CIA has it already. You're not gonna find anything. Anyway, um, guys- Ju- Julian Rums has to go here soon. <laughs> I'm never not gonna call you that now, by the way. Sorry. No, I, I think it's a thing now. Yeah. Um, Julian Rums. No, I uh I appreciate it, John. I, I just wanted to get my uh shameless plug in for cultural heretics. Uh if any of the viewers haven't seen Burning Bright and I have a uh, a new show called Cultural Heretics every Thursday at two. Uh, essentially, it it's us being total shit lords, but in a way that breaks down the culture war, all the crazy antics that you see on a daily basis from the left. Uh, we take a fun approach to it, find some levity within in the gravity. Uh, I think y'all would really enjoy it. We, we would love to have y'all on with us. So. Please, next week, tune in uh, Thursday at 2. And if you haven't caught the previous two recordings, those are up on on Rumble now. So definitely invite you to join. It's um, a great, great show. Great show, Julian. Yeah. And for those Thanks, of you guys. who, are, if I've you're somehow it. not familiar with Julian's ROM, he's 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 one mm-hmm. of the OGs in this and, and you know, one of the only ones that hasn't panned out to be an a-hole <laughs> so, before you go i gotta read a rumble rant here from trump nato four for three hundred dollars uh oh, wow. julian is the, a reason i dove down the q rabbit hole thank you john for uh-huh. having me on this platform this is a surreal moment for me props to all of you for a great show thanks for no f1 or barbie talk <laughs> and then number two for future reference plug in your show your You'll do better and get more response if you leave Burning Bright out of it. Just yeah, saying. <laughs> it's okay. I I I should on Beebs as much as I can. Anyways, I I figured I wouldn't take this opportunity to do that, but we can no. do that. Shit on him. Shit all over him. <laughs> it's a that. great show. It Even is a really great show. So uh, I enjoyed learning about cake, cake yesterday. By the way, I didn't know what that term meant. Yeah, yeah. That really? that was from Beebs. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And well, uh, what term? Cake. cake. Like if cake, like caked up. Cake. Yeah, she it's, she's thick oh, nice. on the rear. She's caked up. Yeah, she's like caked it. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, uh, Jr. I I was following you back like whatever 2018 when Q was like popping off. It's like yeah, man. So Me too. He's got some great great digs, great rabbit holes, great threads. Sort of substance. Oh, thanks, y'all. Blowing yeah. my head up. No, it it really does warm my heart to to hear all this stuff because. I mean, just like y'all, I, I've been through a lot of BS over the past six years, just like all of us have. So it's good to know that you made a good a- impact on good people. 
Well, to bring you back down to earth, I had not ever heard of you until I joined the media. So, <laughs> fair, John had never heard of the 42nd president of the United States either, or anything yeah, I don't on, know in pop, pop culture. I'm learning every every day with every show I'm on. It's like it's Cino, I man. did not know. Yeah. <laughs> like cake today, like I learned Cino, what cake man. meant. <laughs> awesome. Nice well, thanks for joining while you could. Next time you have to join. He us doesn't show. get that reference. By the way. I didn't even hear what you said. I, I tuned you out when I when I feel like people are making fun of me. I tune him out. That's a good policy. So he's pretty much deaf at this point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate y'all having me, uh, and we will catch you next week. All right. Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Everyone have a good weekend. See you, man. Okay, let's talk. Oh, he got bigger. (laughs) (laughs) What a a doucher, man. Jeez. God, can you believe that guy? Just with that shirt. Got some people. He's still in the the background here. (laughs) Fuck all you guys. (laughs) Sunglasses, dude. Just turn your ring light down a little bit. Yeah, is he like in? I love that China right now or something. Like Uh, he's great, man. Is it sunny? Yes, he lives in China. Well, I don't know. (laughs) That's yes. It's a great. He's our CC. He's our. Um, he's our Confucius Institute. Uh, they made us take on one student. Um, in order oh gosh, to I can't wait for that anymore. attack vector to start. No, no, I think it's more like it's more like Viva Vendetta. Like if he took the sunglasses off, he just doesn't have eyes. And no, they're lasers, like, like Bitcoin. Yeah. That's such a good movie. It's a great. Viva Vendetta. It's I didn't. Re- I did not realize till we rewatched it for Story Hour that. The dude's eyeballs melted. Like I didn't realize that that he was he was blind the entire movie. The entire movie he's blind. I did not know that. Like I've seen the movie several times, and I that did not. I didn't pick up on that until the most recent time I saw it. And think of all the things he can do, like fighting and stuff. Like how is that mm-hmm. possible? And that that reminds me of um God, what's that? There's a Netflix show. Um, it's like an older. Uh, it's something about the um Genghis Khan. That maybe it's just called Genghis Khan. I don't know. No, Marco Polo. That's Marco what it's called. Polo. But one I th- of the I haven't seen it, but I've seen that it exists. It's actually really good. I love like those type of shows where they're back in the day. But one of the karate masters on the show is also blind, but he's like the best fighter. Like, how how is that possible? That can't be possible. In the in Viva Vendetta, the one of the doctors explains that like he has what what do they call it? Like kinesthetic or whatever the word is. I went and looked it up. Yeah, kinesthesia, and it's like and it's like you can see. I, yeah. It's heightened, heightened awareness so you can see without being able to see like so. So yeah. I went to I went to I went to school with a kid who was blind and um I or somebody else dropped change on the ground and he goes, "Wait a second. He said you dropped a dime, a nickel and a penny or whatever it was and he was right." No way. And we were like there were only a couple of us in the room. We were in the nurse's office and I was like, "What? It's crazy." Yeah. Really that is cool. But yeah, yeah, I mean, um, that's not possible. Yeah, it is. I mean, people, people. There, yeah. Did you adapt? get this one sense? Their their other senses become more heightened. And did you, you not say that you used to get Mountain Dew and like Doritos every single day? Could that he was not? middle school. That was okay. middle school. This was high school. But um, are you saying I I? I'm saying it's possible he knew what exact change you might have in your pocket. I don't know. No, uh, no. Well, that that's some meta meta thinking there, John. Like. It's like but even He's that, even, machine. <laughs> exactly, even that would be a level at which a normal high school student would not be thinking. So, you know, in a way, um, obviously, it's a disadvantage in in many ways and and uh, something they have to surmount. But in some ways, it's it's um, 
it's less distraction, right? They have to be so much more aware and conscious than uh, the average, especially teenager at that time. God, we were such idiots. Um, things could have happened right in front of our faces and we wouldn't have known it, but. I just can't, I can't imagine being blind and having to like navigate, but to, it's it's very impressive how these, like they, they can, they learn the room. Like they learn the objects in the room and they can navigate around everywhere without running into anything. They know exactly where they are. It's, it's wild. I learned, I learned from that Lionel Richie video back in the 80s that you just have to they just feel your face and they know what you look like. <laughs> that freaking bust. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, she makes you know, a bust of him and it looks just like him. It's great. I literally, there were so many... Um, there were so many musicians that were blind and then on top of that video and then on top of the PM Dawn video where he's where he's blind, the patient eyes video where he where he literally has a blindfold on. I was like, I literally thought everyone in the music industry was blind when I was a kid. Everyone. Was like, oh, totally. Charles, Stevie Wonder. You know, it's, it was like, yeah, exactly. Is this what you guys are referencing here? Hold on. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Yes. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Dude, the Jerry curl. Whatever happened to Jerry? The Jerry curl. Oh man, look at that. I want that. I want to have that like in my room. That's a strong chin, man. That's a strong very, chin. Very generous of a chin. That's a John chin. There it is. is, that, is that, I have a nice chin. You How do you? You've never nice seen my chin. I've my said hair. that to you about a hundred times. You just wanted me to say it again. Yeah, yeah. I, you have the best jaw ever, which is why I think you should shave your face more. When he shaves his face, it's it's a lot better. It's a lot better. <laughs> Come on. Better. What does that mean about right now? Well, then are you trying to get him to manscape, Kate? No, just no. the face. He's oh. manscaping you. She's, he she's, would. This is queer eye for the queer eye for the straight guy. For sure. If John tried to manscape, he would have to start at his head, work his way down, and by the time he got to his feet, he would have to start at his head again. <laughs> <laughs> I have hairy. I just have. I'm a hairy guy. He's a hairy, hairy guy. Dude, they should do straight eye for the queer guy, like and, and like just take like a a, a, real, a a very gay guy and make him very masculine. Oh my god! I think that'd be kind of cool. Just go out to the average Jimmy. dude on the street that's wearing skinny jeans and just like offend say, everybody. Here, wear these and you know, put some well, regular guy well, clothes on them and stuff. What the world desperately needs right now is toxic mas masculinity in, in oh. groups. It just needs the most toxic form, like poisonous masculinity almost is really what we need. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, you know, we need we need people to assume their, their gender roles, you know, I, I get it. Like not every, there are always going to be feminine men. There are always going to be masculine women. That's a part of nature. I feel like that just always, that always has been, I'm saying for, you know, the survival of the human race and for the survival, survival of culture and families, the family unit has to operate the way that it's intended. And the way that it's intended is supposed to be in perfect balance. So you need people that are assuming those roles. Hey, uh, Gordon, move your mic a little closer. Okay. Is my mic working? Someone in the chat was saying it wasn't, but well, it cuts in and out okay, if so it's these, too far away. Yeah, yeah. These mics have to be like, right. It has to be right here. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> I just <laughs> I got a new cord. CanCon's been on me because I, my cord broke and I've been like using my camera mic for like two weeks and you I finally, finally got I finally got a, a cord. And then of course my wife like cleaned the kitchen 
So that, that's why I jumped on like right before we got on because I'm sitting there running around like, where the hell is the cord? And I thought I was going to have to go without the mic again, but I found it. Okay, I feel like it's on a different set. We'll play with it. We'll we'll help you with that later because I feel like it also is on a on a setting that isn't getting it from. Let's do it now. I mean, who cares? What what yeah, are you? The, uh, what setting the, are you on? I got the heart. The heart. Okay, I think that's right. That's what people always tell me. That's the one to use. Yeah. But is that the is that the part side you put towards you? You put the other side no. towards you. Yeah, I put the I put the. Turn the it the heart. other way. The other way. Yeah. Yep. Is, is, is this better? Is this better? Ah, uh, man, y'all are like sound engineers or something. Is Sammy yes. Sam, is Sammy the squirrel in the, in the chat? He he's definitely a sound engineer. He's a sound guy. Oh man, Sammy's I I got a crash. Out. I yeah. got a crash course from Chris too. Our our so, uh, AV guy. He's he came over to my house and like dialed me in, but it's still you know. I, oh, really? I, I still managed to f it up. So, yeah, he's a little far from you, Ghost, but yeah, he was. He doesn't. Look everyone's saying I sound way better. So way better. Way better. I sound caked up. I'm super caked you up. Right caked now. up. <laughs> you got like you got like Fanny Willis cake. Oh. <laughs> now if we yeah. could just fix that face, man, we'd be we'd be solid. <laughs> I'll, I'll get kidding. right on it. I'm gonna start putting paste on my face. I'm gonna start lotioning my face. My yeah, wife tells me that I need to because she's like, you got you got some wrinkles going on, bro. So, but I'm like, I've always had wrinkles. I've you know, I got thin skin. But that's the thing about guys like I'm I'm not afraid of that. Like I used to I used to wish I would gray up a little bit, especially in the fundraising world. It, you get taken more seriously. Like at the time when I was yep. fundraising, like people think I'm so young. Yep. If I had more gray hair, they would. And now I'm like, well, it can well, stop same, now. Now now the same stop. with the medical world. I remember like my first couple of years doing chiropractic and every new patient, the first question would be like how old are you? How long have you been doing this? I mean, I look like Doogie Hauser and yeah, I started getting a little gray and it was like, ah, this gives me legitimacy. Dude, I was selling real estate when I was 22 in 2010, like the worst oh real estate God. market of all time. And yeah, people would like look at me and be like, dude, you like, I'm total baby face, total, total baby face at 22. Yeah. And, and they'd be like, dude, how old are you? Like, get the hell away from me. But there's no chance, no chance I'm buying a house from you. <laughs> You're like, you're like rolling up to the open house on your skateboard and <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> or, okay. So where I'm at in Bismarck, I feel like we have a crazy amount of realtors considering the population, like thousands of thousands of realtors for, you know, 70,000 people. And I'm wondering if it's like that everywhere, but it's, it's I feel like everybody just, you know, somebody that's going to sell a house. And so you just go to your friend mm -hmm. and nobody's actually like going out looking for a good real, you're just going to, your buddy because everybody knows at least one person who's a realtor it's insane yeah, same here everybody everybody it's a racket. Know, half the people i know have their total small town well I, I live like in a richmond is like a big big city but a small town lots of like people who've lived here for a long time so everyone knows somebody and um and people keep their those licenses on like like whatever it's just like yeah. they, they don't keep it active like inactive and then when the market picks up they activate it and then like they just do it on the side for fun. So that's what I was running into all the time is that it, it, people say, oh, well, I have a cousin whose brother is a realtor. So I'm going to use him. Same thing you're talking about. Did, did yep. you have success as a realtor? Obviously not. Um, going through yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, like I got into it knowing I was going to go to architecture school. So that's why I did that because it was just like an easy, easy thing to get into. But uh, I had some success. I mean, it was a rough market. I was selling a lot I'm of sure. I was I was slinging a lot of um, uh, foreclosures. Yeah. Sold, a few, sold, sold a few double wides. Sold a couple of like like million dollar houses that were like run down that had been foreclosed that were like dumps. 
Um, so they went for like nothing. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just I've always double wide, man. My... Lots of double wides. I want Speaking to get of double wides, can we get back to Fanny Willis? I'm, 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 I'm trying to bring her up. <laughs> man, you, you, you are hot to trot for Fanny Willis, right? I, I swear to God, man, I missed last week's show. It was like gold. There was like Tate jokes and Fanny jokes, and I'm like, my God, the juvenile humor. I live for it. I'm missing this. I, I saw somebody say the on on Twitter X that um, it's no longer a booty call; it's a fanny call now after this yeah. new development today. Which I, I'm not totally read in on it. I listened to, to Daily this morning. That's really all that I got. Yeah, um, I saw a few but, things. I mean, basically, Trump's team they they found the the geo data of Nathan Wade and they caught him in his late night booty calls, basically proving that they both him and Fanny lied under oath. But then Fanny responded just like not long ago, basically trying to deny it. But she didn't even like put in her thing, in her filing, the right dates to counter the geodata that Trump's team put out. So the whole thing is just yeah. They so put, the data they put out was from like January first to whatever, like November first of twenty twenty one, which was when I think he was hired, or November whatever it was. It was like two thousand phone calls. Um, I forget how many text messages, but it, it it turned out to be like six phone calls and 36 text messages a day. And then they had the geo tracking on his phone that he went to her house like 35 times when under oath, he said no more than 10. And they were only going there to discuss documents, but like they would have him on a phone call with her at, at like 12, you know, at midnight. And then, you know, by 1230, he's like at her house and then he leaves at like 430 in the morning and then texts her again, like when he gets home. And yeah, that's that's. Yeah. So like it's circumstantial evidence, I'd say he, she would call him at 1132. And then while they were on the phone, he left his house and arrived within like her area. Within an hour. Yeah. Every night. I mean, that's a that's a long ways. Yep. Dude, we, we we need the guitar with the wah pedal right now. So be like, it's like, yeah. I mean, this is definitely he was definitely tapping it for sure. There's oh, no could, doubt. I mean, we could do some background on. music during the I mean, show. Seriously, yeah. We you need to get some. Uh, Alpha has like has Barry White on his uh, oh, soundboard yeah. that he always cues yeah. up. Yeah, and plus it's Alpha's got the voice, so he can just he can, he can lean into it. Yeah, there you go. And a dance pop uh, in the background. Just, that 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 is an interesting an interesting mood right there. Yeah. That is a mood. Yes. Or low. All right, or, all right here, ladies, are you feeling driving. it? Are you feeling it? Gone with, I would have gone with some more Rachel Motown. But... A little more Motown. I do have Buffy the Vampire on here from Patrick being on here one time. <laughs> I think This is doing it. Not a Fanny Nade, uh, Nathan. Uh, Patrick watches Buffy. Maybe that's like okay. I love love Patrick by the way, but we're talking metrosexual. Like that defines Patrick. Like he's <laughs> he's the first to admit it though. That and they, oh, he, I know. Cried for that. So Patrick is buffed and glossed. He is he is the cleanest man I've ever met in my life. And he watches Buffy the Vampire Slayer unironically. Like he, yeah, but yeah, he's in touch. He's in touch with his feminine side, which is which is not a he's bad so thing. Funny. He's the Patrick. funniest person that ever lived. Funny for uh, elocution, man. I respect his elocution because that's too. not my that's not my strong suit. I don't know if y'all know this, like what elocution. Oh, okay, elocution. Sorry. This is like like pronunciating. Um, my my brain is always three three <laughs> sentences ahead of my mouth, so that's why I always like stutter and trip over myself because I'm 
my brain is going way faster than I can talk. Dude, I have the same problem. I was making yeah. fun of him being bald. I have the opposite have the problem. Opposite my brain problem. doesn't work at all. Yeah, I'm like my trying to talk. Up, my mouth and my is over here. Like, my brain is like, wait, no, Kate, come back. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the f up. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Like, I was just about to say something, and I'm like, nope, nope, that's a that's a bad idea. So I've never no. seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, I see Brad in the chat saying that it's an awesome show. I've never seen it, so I, I uh, have never given it the time of day. But... Girl, the girl that played Buffy used to come to my. Um, Oh, that's Sarah, uh, not uh what's your name it's place and, Sarah Michelle yeah, Geller. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Michelle, yeah, yeah. yeah Sarah really, Michelle Geller. yeah she's really really, really bright like she's a really smart yeah. woman yeah she was she's very very pleasant, pretty very, very pretty pleasant. for sure yeah I love her nothing but good things to say about her are you talking okay this gal yes yes that would be her I can't remember what other movie she was in, but I know she was I've in Cruel Intentions, which was the movie adaptation of, uh, oh, what's the thing? Um, shoot, what, Dangerous what Liaison. Huh? Sorry, what did you say? Cruel Intentions. That's the one where the kid, the kids are like the the kid like the rich kids are hooking up with uh, or trying to hook up with like the virgin girls that like the headmaster's daughter or something like that. I only know that because my wife would, was watching that movie a few weeks ago. She's like why, going back and watching old movies because she hasn't seen any movies. She's like John. She hasn't like seen any movies, so she goes back and watches like old movies. I'm noticing a trend with you. You <laughs> you uh, you got a pedicure and blame that on your wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I blame everything on her. Dude. Okay. She blames everything on me, and I blame everything on her. So it's just a, it's a cycle. That's why you get married. Exactly. It's the whole reason. It's, you a, it's, your, it's, a, it's a scapegoat. That's the whole reason you get married. It's let you do a bunch of metrosexual things with with no, no recourse. You just or no repercussions. I know. I've been saying for like six months I'm going to order angel paste for her, and then just so I can try it out and see what it's like. But I haven't done it yet, so. Sorry. Oh, dude! It's I I, like it. Brandy and I got each other angel paste for Christmas, and it's it's the greatest thing ever. I I love that stuff. I'm not afraid to admit it. It's, it's, it's all right. Really, it's all right. Patrick it's can probably right. send you some. I, I know a guy. I can get you some. But hey, before Patrick, I forget, Patrick I, I do want to get to our next nothing. two sponsors. So let me, let me do our next two sponsors quick, and then we can get into whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, we got Ascent Nutrition. It's become increasingly clear that the amount of heavy metals, microplastics, and other toxins we are exposed to has only increased. That's why we want to highlight the importance of pine needles for our health. We've been talking about Ascent Nutrition for several months and want to spotlight their pine needle extract due to the important compounds in it and the effects that so many people are having. As you can see with the testimonies, many people have been using our pine needle extract for months and feel more energy, have greater mental focus, and some people haven't been sick in over a year while using it. The taste is incredible, and instead of needing to make a tea out of pine needles, you can get the benefits of this in this potent extracted form. So you prioritize your health, go to badlandsmedia.tv slash ascent, and use promo code BADLANDS and get 10% off the pine needle extract. And then our second sponsor, one I'm very excited about, is a new one, Loaded Gun Coffee. Kate, have you gotten this yet? No, I haven't. So you're another one. I had to chew out Kyle. I won't chew you out, though, but... Kyle didn't get this either because he didn't respond in the advertising chat. You got to get some of this coffee. Okay. It's it's awesome. Make sure Jessica knows. But okay. wake up to the bold flavors of Loaded Gun Coffee, where passion, precision, and patriotism infuse every sip. They are a veteran-owned business, and they ensure each cup is steeped in pride and unwavering commitment. Their roasters handpick the finest coffee beans from around the world 
and they've mastered unique brewing methods. Their skilled farmers cultivate the coffee to embody the essence of duty and honor in every meticulously crafted blend. So stay loaded, Badlanders, with some loaded gun coffee. Go to badlandsmedia.tv slash loaded. Use promo code Badlands. You get 10% off your order. I think I have a hat. <laughs> I like these, that slogan. These are the stay beans. loaded. These are the beans everyone's talking about, right? The coffee yes. beans? All right. Yeah, I, so I need to get came, a bag. Yeah, they came as full beans. And I had to go get a coffee grinder, but it's awesome. Oh, we grind our beans here, man. And it's great. Grinding your own beans is what's up. Bourbon pecan was the flavor. They sent me two two bags, and the, the one I opened was bourbon because it sounded, I mean, it had bourbon on it. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna try that, and it's it's just delicious. I was told if you grind your own beans, you'll get hair on your palms. So I, I stopped doing. That. <laughs> you get hair on your what? On, on your palms. Uh, palms. Okay. You I, thought, I thought you said something else. JJ, you gotta move your mic closer to oh, you're doing the sorry. same thing. You're, yep, I'm doing yeah. the same. Rookies, thing. man. I know rookies. I I just want to say one thing about we were just because it just kind of occurred to me and I love that movie and John you have to watch Cruel Intentions. I don't so have it's, to do anything. You have to watch okay, that I'll movie. Okay, I will. But um, so the original there was a book there was a, a famous novel that was Dangerous Liaisons and it was about 18th century France these aristocrats and they, it's it's basically about psychological war. It's psychological warfare that the elites were playing on each other. And then Cruel Intentions, they remade in the 90s, and it's about New York socialites essentially doing the same thing. But it's literally about psychological warfare and like hmm. this strange manipulation game that they play in order to have the upper hand on each other. It's really interesting. And, and uh, but the reason I say that is because in hindsight, obviously, I saw that I read that book and I saw that movie in the 90s. And now looking back on it, it's just like, wow, that's really how the world runs. And I have such a different take on it they they like suck at movies now i hate it yeah like even even when i'm like trying like i rarely have time to watch movies sometimes when i'm trying to fall asleep if i can't fall asleep i'll watch something but even just like looking for movies there's nothing that even the descriptions interest me it's like why do i want to watch samuel jackson do another movie about the same exact plot line of whatever they don't do anything new so this stupid. is why they they remake like every classic movie and ruin them yeah. i have a theory on that here. It's because it? Satan has taken over Hollywood and Satan cannot create. He can only mimic mm -hmm. only things that are connected to God can actually create something new. So they just have to mimic and take over the stuff that's already been made. That's, I actually really like that theory. I think you're it's on there. Speaking of movies, Badlands is coming out with our own movie. Really? Kind of. Yeah, we're, we're making a documentary right now. Ready to well, do. we're not. I we're... was, I was what? just gonna ask. I, like, long-term plan should be to usurp Hollywood and produce, like, our own films, right? I mean, produce documentaries, but also fictional, whatever films. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got entertainment, you got, fun. Between Chris and Burning Bright, it's like you got people who could, you know, yeah. feasibly feasibly make it happen, right? We could have Burning Bright write us a new, like, Lord of the Rings type movie. There you go. Except we'll have to we'll think of a new plot line. Instead of rings, we use like I don't know, co coffee <laughs> keep beans. Going. Or keep going. Keep 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 going. Keep going. Yeah, uh, yeah angel face. Trigger BB. Trigger BB. Lotion. <laughs> Give it all these fancy names and yeah. 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 Well, uh, uh, Kate, I think you're right about Satan though in Hollywood. I was thinking about this earlier today about how much Hollywood 
hates women. And I think that like this whole thing about like propping women up and like putting, I think it's a huge rug pull that, that they're like, they're, they're planning on doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually think that like Harvey Weinstein, I think he is like the personification of what Hollywood actually thinks of women. And I think Hollywood has like the worst view of women and, um it's very very satanic i think it all has to do with like garden of eden kind of stuff and it's, it's bad news bears yeah yeah it's interesting because it's like you know on a spiritual level um i don't know there's there's a there's a there's a deep male wound let's say um that may maybe comes from the garden of eden i don't know but there is this there is this kind of i, I mean i lived it in hollywood i lived that hatred and the the um just the 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 treatment of women and you know i'm not a feminist i'm not at yeah. all i believe separate but equal right uh both both have amazing qualities but not not really the same um and i don't know so i think you're right there is just an absolute hatred of women you know in the same way sadly um and so the feminism comes under the guise of we, you know, this is how much we care about women, but secretly they hate them. It's really kind of like how this, the Democrats have treated minorities and um, pretending like they're the ones that are the more caring when really they're the ones doing evil, evil things to these people. Um, so, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. I was just going to make a comment. Like, so way back in the day, we didn't we didn't really have Hollywood. Like back when, do we need do we need entertainment like this stuff? Like, is entertainment actually a positive good thing? Well, it's it's not anymore. It used to be. I mean, I, I that's why I love like my '80s movies and my '80s music and my you know because it was before there was an obvious agenda and there were just movies that were just good fun and there was nothing so you know in your but, face and blatant trying to trying to twist your mind about stuff and that. That to me was really refreshing. Like last night, I went to see Marky Ramone, who's the last living Ramone. He has a great band, um, and they just play Ramone songs, and they're the most mindless, like about nothing songs you can imagine. Um, and and it, it was, I was like, oh my god, this is just so fun to just listen to music, and there's no agenda, and nobody was trying to tell me how bad Trump was in between but, songs. And but even that it stuff, was great. Like, even that stuff, like yeah, it may not have had an agenda, but it was still. Like almost a distraction. It's a great oh, it was point. a distraction for sure, but you know, but, but it's entertainment a is enjoyable. People, I, yeah, I, but people used to go to a movie on Friday night, and yeah. that was mm -hmm. what you did. The rest of the time, you were busy, you were involved in your life, you were talking mm -hmm. to people. So my not this last episode of the Clean Living Project, but two of them ago, I did um, an episode on something called Blue Zones, and it's essentially what it was. Um, these guys that work for National uh, National Geographic found this one region at first where people lived way longer and uh, had a, a higher quality of life. More uh, high, very high percentage of the, these people lived in their hundreds, and they were very free from disease, etc. And then they found these four other po pockets, these regions, all spread out all over the world of basically the same thing, where people were living into their hundreds, they were free from disease, they had a higher quality of life. Um, and then they went and they looked for regions where people were were happier. And um, then they tried to assess what all of these regions shared in common. And one of them is that they uh, they they all had a very strong community bond. 
Um, they were, you know, they knew their neighbors, they walked places, they, um, they sat and they talked. And one of the things that they taught, one of the, the other elements was they called it like a happy hour. And for most of the, um, pockets of people, it actually was getting together at five o'clock with the same people to discuss the day, talk about, you know, what they did. Um, and so there is something to like that being present life. Yes, it, it's cool to be entertained. I, I love movies too. I love those 80s and 90s movies. I feel like those were the heyday of movies. The best movies were made in the 80s and 90s. Um, and then everything since then has been crap. But we're so like, we're so used to just like, uh, like turning our brains mm -hmm. off. We work too hard and then we're way too, we're way too sedentary. That's exactly well, it, right. Yep. Yeah. And it started with the, you know, onset of cable TV. Like, you know, when we were kids uh, in my day, we had like six channels or seven channels. So you didn't, you weren't even tempted to be watching TV all day because there was nothing on, you know, half the time. Mm -hmm. So you went outside and you, you played with your friends on the street and you, you know, you hung out, you, you rode your bikes and did all that. You don't, I don't know how it is where you guys live, but where I live, like you don't see any kids in any neighborhood outside ever. Like they're always, it, you wouldn't know there were kids on the street cause they're just inside on their devices and stuff. And I just think they like made everything too accessible at home. So you never need to leave and be social. Um, like movies, you had to go to the movie theater to see there weren't, there wasn't Netflix and there wasn't, you know, all these cable channels. So, you know, like you said, Kate, like you went on a Friday night with your friends to the movie theater or you went to the drive-in, you know, with a carload of people and, and, you know, had fun. So it was still like a social thing. Whereas now you're just sitting at home watching your Netflix all day and it's not a social thing. It seems like much more unhealthy. Yeah. Well, th that's the key word, unhealthy. It's definitely unhealthy. I mean, everything, I mean, I believe everything in moderation, like everything in your life should be moderated um, because if you get too much excess of anything, even something that is good. Even water. Still be, yeah, exactly. Like Except there, is, you can die from water. there was a kid in college when I was in college who uh, like joined a fraternity and he said he was like sober or whatever. So they were like, all right, well, you're going to drink. This wasn't at my school. It was at some other school, but they're like, you're going to drink water. And they made him drink water like 24 seven and he died from drinking too much water. So you can Jeez. literally die from drinking too much water. Um, but getting back to the, like the entertainment thing, uh, you know, I will put on my BB hat for a minute and uh, defend the idea of like storytelling and how Not stories, how stories are, how we communicate ideas to one another and talk about things. Even like Sports Center, John. Like when you look at when you watch Sports Center, Sports Center, it's the narrative. It's all about the narrative with like sports and following the, and like the story of like the individual athlete or the team or whatever. It's all about storytelling. So. I do think that there's value in storytelling, but when you go and you look at Netflix and you go and you look at any of these platforms, it's all garbage. Everything they're putting out is total garbage, especially reality television. Reality television is the worst form of, of if you want to call it entertainment. Um, but storytelling, like high quality storytelling, I think to your point, Kate, we need less, like less stories and higher quality stories. I think, that I think we, we we would benefit from that because we because it you know it's a good way for social commentary and for conversations to occur, but uh, but yeah I mean we don't need to be sitting around watching TV all day unless it's mm -hmm. Badlands. Just want to clarify that. <laughs> your um your ESPN comment reminded me of something I saw today on Twitter and I want to share it and this might derail the topic a little bit but I thought it was so funny and it's actually a good metaphor for everything we see on Twitter all the time how everybody's like an expert in everything, you know <laughs> so ch check this out. Okay, well, first of all, do you guys know who Stephen A. Smith is? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay. 
not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He's got bad feet. He can't really move, even though he's mobile. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Doesn't have a post move that he, he puts to memory that he can do two times in a row. He has no game whatsoever. Plays no defense. Doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. Nah, this man was a bona fide. Anyway, the, the reason it's so funny is the New Orleans <laughs> Pelican, they're the ones who actually posted this. Like a, Did they really? Yeah, the NBA team. But wow. That, that guy's like a critic. He, he's, he's on ESPN. He's on a bunch of shows, and he's a sports analyst. But he has like... He's terrible at sport. It's just funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, very funny. Well, that's him, him, right? If you know Stephen A. If you know Stephen A. It's like that's all he does is he just does those kind of rants where he like criticizes like, people, yeah, like crushes people. Yeah, he yeah. goes those off. Who can't and by do the teach or critique. That's true. And by the way, didn't he just put out a statement that he's going to vote for Trump or some some pro Trump? Did he? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, like a week or two ago. There, there. You know, it was it was quite amazing because you know he's he's been very vocal about. You know, his anti-Trump TDS stuff, but Trump NATO four wants to know. He posts a rant. What is your favorite TV show? Like of all time? I don't. You didn't say. You just said, "What is your favorite TV show?" You didn't even put a question mark. So it was more of a statement. But hmm, hmm. like good question. Man, growing up, I don't know. I mean, the, the show that I got the probably Arrested Development is my favorite TV show. But the show that I got the most excited about where it was like a ritual sit down, like got to watch it was Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, and mm. Lost and Lost. That sounds good. Yeah. Game of Thrones was pretty good. Um, as far as like comedy goes, I was a big Simpsons fan. And then I kind of transitioned into Family Guy. Those were two of my oh, favorites. No. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You transitioned oh, yeah. into Family Guy? Yeah. I transitioned because it was like Simpsons on steroids because, you know, the irreverent humor of the Simpsons, they just took it to a whole new another level. I know Seth MacFarlane is a big a big lib and all, but I, I find like his humor hilarious. Did you ever see uh, like, the, um, Ted's episode... one of my favorite movies. I love Ted. Huh? Did you ever see the episode of um, South Park where they dog on family guy and they yes. show the manatees writing the scripts? Yeah. <laughs> Basically like a manatee would just go get a ball and whatever the word was on the ball, like that was going to be the joke. Like, well, so in South Park is brilliant too. It, I mean, I can't, it, can't that episode that. ruined Family Guy for me. I could, I could never watch Family Guy again after that episode because they pointed out what Family Guy does, exactly. and I was like, and then the next time I saw Family Guy, I was like, wow, that is exactly what they do. Basically, it's like a very simple story that's interrupted every like thirty seconds with like some random, completely yeah. irrelevant joke, and that's like, all. Yeah. Which I, which I find hilarious actually. Yeah. So I don't, yes. Yeah. Hello, Mitchell. Oh, hi, Miss Travis. The president has asked that little Danny Pocket here speak with the Family Guy writing staff. Are you sure they're working on a new episode right now? It won't take long, sir. <laughs> All right, I'll take him back. Follow me, little Danny. You must be excited. Not many people get to meet our writing staff. Yes, I'm totally excited. Family Guy is so funny. Well, here we are. Danny, the Family Guy writing staff. What are they? They're manatees. Gretchen and Flubber are from the Gulf of Mexico. Tigger, Pete, and Lucy are from the Caribbean Sea. Family Guy is written by manatees? <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> 
They really are brilliant creatures. You see, the right side of the tank is filled with idea balls. Each idea ball has a verb and culture reference written on it. There's millions of them. The manatees choose an idea ball and swim it over to the joke combine on the other side of the tank. But there goes Gretchen. She's coming up with an idea. Oh, she came up with Gary Coleman. The idea ball drop into the joke combine and form a part of a new script. Laundry, date, winning, Mexico, Gary Coleman. A perfect family guy joke. I can see it now. Peter, you didn't do the laundry today. You think it's bad? Remember the time I won a date to Mexico with Gary Coleman? Que pasa, señores? What you talking about, Willis? When I make jokes, they're Oh my god, so dumb. Oh, that's but funny. that's hilarious. I would say South Park, like probably South Park, just in terms of like longevity, just because the commentary, um, like the smug levels. I don't know if y'all remember that episode where they were doing the, talking about the smug levels, like George Clooney's Oscar speech created like a smug, like a smug, like a smug cloud that then uh it was like like the perfect storm of smug clouds that destroyed San Francisco. I mean, just <laughs> stuff like that, man. It, it like <laughs> it's it's great. Um can't put a price tag on that. The office. The office is another good one. Yeah, and, that's, and that's obviously John's answer. But I mean the, the greatest of all time, the greatest season of television of all time is True Detective season one. Don't I actually haven't seen that. That's oh, really good. What? Yeah. It's oh, really man. good. I'm He's jealous. I'm actually jealous that you get to go watch that now. Kate, you need to make him watch that. And I'm jealous that you get it's only eight episodes. You, you get to watch the whole thing. I'm already um, booked up with cruel intentions for the year. So <laughs> the year. you know what was a great show in the past, but um uh 21 Jump Street was such a great show. And the, was the Johnny Depp on that? No, no, I, like Jack, yeah, Johnny Rick Depp, uh, Holly Robinson. Crazy. Holly it's Robinson. Crazy. Actually, yeah. if you want to talk about like the best theme song to any show was the original 21 Jump Street and Holly Robinson. Um, the beautiful girl that was like the one girl that was on the show sang it. Hmm. The, really? the it song? was the best theme show of any the theme song. I don't of remember any the theme song. I don't think I ever watched it. I just remember I've that never like, seen Twenty One Jump Saturday Night Live on, on when Dennis Miller was like the host of um, Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. He did. It was just so stupid, but it was funny, and it was like that was the hot show at the time. And he was flashing up pictures of Johnny Depp and then Richard Greco, and he's all Greco Depp Depp. We can just like, go through no a phase of watching here, No story here, but those boys are hot. <laughs> no, I went through um, 21 Dumb Street. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, I went through 90210. That's um, where you were watching 21 Jump Street, oh, Street 2. Melrose Place was a good show. That was, that oh, was I, actually, I was. when I was. I think when I was sick, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, Sh 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 Chappelle show, too, back, back when that was on. Mm, I mean, like, oh, like 20, was 20 some years ago. I mean, basically any show that makes fun of, like, things that deserve to be made fun of was like i'm gonna gravitate towards that things that are satire that are just ruthlessly mocking things that absolutely deserve to be torn down um that's what's gonna draw my which is why i liked family attention. guy because they would always rip on hollywood much like south park would mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean I, I definitely thought it was funny until south park ruined it for me but yeah right right Comedy but actually that's, so, so i think good. that was sort of a, a hat tip to and that's that's what i hate about woke culture is they have made it like a sin to make fun of people and like mm -hmm. comedy is the yeah. best way in my opinion to establish relationships like if if i can't make fun of somebody and call them like gay or retarded or whatever like if that is no longer culturally acceptable i don't want to live in that culture anymore 
Well, that's why you're seeing a lot of blowback from like um, stand-up comedians. You know, even some that are are pretty left-leaning. You know, they're kind of like, hey, you know, you're 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 treading on our on our our pool of ideas here. You know, we can't make fun of people. Do y'all have? Do y'all remember when Trump uh, like first met with Kim Jong Un? I don't know if y'all remember this, but he like was making jokes because remember he was like tweeting and like making fun of him like rocket man yeah, like, rocket calling, man yeah calling him fat and stuff and I, re- I remember they did that first press conference where they're in this like room together and he made this joke and like the media went crazy about it but he made this joke about uh what's her name um huckabee but sarah. about sarah, sarah huckabee and he was like he's like pointing at kim jong-un pointing at sarah huckabee and he was like sarah you might have to take one for the team. And then like, <laughs> and then he, and then he uh, like made, and then him and Kim Jong-un were like standing together and he was looking at the press and he was like, Hey, um, make us, make us look good guys. Like nice and slim, nice and slim. And he was like, sitting, like rubbing his stomach. And uh, I don't know. It's like that. I, I, and Kim Jong-un was laughing. Like he was sitting there laughing. And then Kim Jong-un would say something in Korean, like a joke. And Trump would start laughing before the translator would like finish translating. It, Cause obviously he probably speaks Korean or, understand some of it so i agree comedy is like how you break down barriers and yeah it makes a lot of sense that you could literally save the world from nuclear holocaust by by making fat jokes and sarah huckabee sanders sleeping with kim jong-un jokes well maybe he saved the world team america world police another yes yes that's another one that's another one the most ridiculous thing the key is for people for you to take yourself to not take yourself seriously. And we've done the opposite of that. Now we're telling kids to take themselves so seriously that everything offends them. And yeah, it used to be sticks and stones, right? Kate, and you know, sticks and stones will break, break bones, but names will never hurt me. Now it's, Oh, I thought you were trying to reference the stone age that you and I came from. Well, you said just the sticks and stones, right? Right. We played with sticks and we, dug holes in the dirt and that's all we had it's true though and we walked uphill both ways to school and back and you guys are old. in the snow Just in the cut. desert in the <laughs> desert where it's like 75 and sunny every single day of the year yes <laughs> let's, play the, let's play the um the 21 jump street as our outro the 21 okay. jump street theme song we can do that just remind me so i don't forget i can't get over the fact like what if if trump named sarah huckabee sanders as his vice president to me, that would mean that she actually did sleep with Kim Jong Un and saved us from nuclear holocaust. Like, there's, there'd be no other explanation. But that's Not so true. Funny. She's brilliant. She's very, very, very smart. <laughs> oh man, she's got a little like. Mm, I don't care. That's know. um. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. That's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. That is t- it clearly taking one for the team. I think that's what Trump was right. Taking one for the team. Yeah. Are Kate, we transitioning? Yeah, Kate sent this over, and I want to play okay. it. This is one of my favorite things. So, okay, this is in, this is, you know, speaking of how people create their stories or make their, this is how Vice supposedly made their headlines. It's one of my favorite skits of all time. But Vice went kaput today, guys. This is like such a major win. Oh, did they? I didn't, I didn't. You love to see it. You love to see it. That's fantastic. Let's check this out.
Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. What's great? They were at one point like valued at a very high amount of dollars, like millions or maybe even billions. I don't even know, but it's just nuts that they're out of business. But this is what you get when you write bullshit. Uh, weren't they affiliated with HBO? Like I remember they used to like air like something on HBO. But I don't know. I don't know. But 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 to your point, it's like, yeah, they used to have like a show on HBO. They used to I mean, they were very mainstream media for even though they were like, oh, we're the edgy, we're the edgy, not mainstream media, although we are corporate backed by all the same. Um, yeah, wow. Once valued at five point seven billion. Wow. Oh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. But I mean, Absolutely. who valued them at that? You know, and and it was very interesting like we have seen a bloodbath in the media really since Trump's presidency, like starting in Trump's presidency, all of a sudden you were seeing layoffs happening left and right mainstream media, these, you know, smaller uh, kind of pretending to be independent outlets. And it's what's interesting to me is that I think it coincides with the Smith Mun Moderniza uh, Modernization Act and some of the things that they put in place to actually aid as funding mechanisms for the propaganda propaganda that they then made legal. And then when Trump got in office, he did not continue it. And literally to the day, like that month that that money dried up, you start seeing uh, layoffs in droves all over the media. And it's just been like tumbling downhill ever since. So I really mm -hmm. think, you know, even some of the people, even the some of the people that you're seeing on social media, the influencers and things like that, um, that are having to change careers or changing their tunes suddenly. I think it has a lot to do with um, secret money that was in place to to fund all of this um, crap. This yeah. is who, who valued them at five point seven billion. TPG. Hmm. Never heard of them. Yeah, who are the who are these clowns? I see Oxford. I don't know if that's Oxford, England, but semiconductor hmm. Nabisco. John, did you guys talk about on another show about Catherine Herridge, you know, getting fired from CBS and then they yeah, we've, seized her personal files and all of you guys all cover that? Yeah, we've talked about that on a lot of shows. Okay. I figured you probably did. I didn't want to bring it up, but it's it's just kind of interesting how. Yeah. Like the, her, the, the, one, the, the last journalist in MSN. She's like the last person. Right. And she's gone now. And of course, mentioned throughout the Q drops. So, you know, mm -hmm. and then they seize her personal files, which. Well, you know what's going to happen with her is the same exact thing that happened with Tucker, Tucker is exactly. that it's going to make her bigger than ever. Everyone's going to follow her no matter what she does. And the, and the smartest thing she can do is create her own project. And um, and, and you know, she's established yeah. herself as somebody that is trustworthy. And that is um, not even rare. It is it's doesn't exist anywhere else. Well, I'm I anxious know who to see what comes are. out from her because of, you know, the follow the pen thing and all that stuff with the Q drops. I'm like wondering if there's like much more reveals to come from her. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because they took her sources or whatever, like they got her computer, all her stuff. And I want to know. Yeah, but know, you don't think she had it backed up? Well, I don't care about that. I want to I want to know if they release it so we yeah. can see like who her actual sources are. Yeah. Who Q is? That would be spicy. That would be very yeah. spicy if they release it. Austin Steinbart. <laughs> and, 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 when we, and when we say they... Um, we're talking about the FBI that they're that's who sees your stuff. Well, I think it was CBS or whatever. CBS did CBS. Interesting. Yeah. Enough. So it's, so, it's, so it's, it's, CBS. Interesting. it's, it's raising this whole, you know, question about, you know, the, the ethics of, you know, sources and protecting your sources and all, cause I, they have all her, her sources now. And 
I thought that was sacrosanct, like when it came to journalism. It is. Like so, and it's not coming everything. from the FBI. It's coming from CBS, who are who who are a news organization that should be, you know, upholding that whole, uh, you know, protecting your sources, you know, concept. But, she should know yeah, better, though. Like, hers. I was taught at my handler school that I put all my sources on paper, and mm -hmm. you don't <laughs> you don't ever put it on a computer or a device so they can't seize it. You keep it in your safe at home. So she should know better. <laughs> Well, it's fun. It's funny because like I shared this on Daily weeks back, but uh, I as I'm digging on stuff, I found in the CIA Vault Seven drop um, an article from 1972 about the Middle East, and literally in 1972, all they did is they would just say, "According to the CIA," at the beginning of every paragraph. According to the CIA, this is happening. According to the CIA, this is happening. According to the CIA, this is happening. That's the entire article, and. Um, I mean, it was so shameless, but back then everyone had this really, really positive view of the CIA, and now they obviously can't get away with doing that. So they say instead, according to people people familiar with the with the situation or whatever. But yeah. I mean, that's how the entire news narrative and news cycle is formed is from that kind of garbage. So stupid. It's basically just like um, you know, ancient alien theorists like, all agree. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it's exactly what yeah. it is. I would love to know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know how much is going to get revealed, but I would love to know like exactly how much involvement CIA has in our everyday life that people don't even know about. Like not just Hollywood, but like everything you consume, everything most people consume on a daily basis from their TV to entertainment to news to whatever, they're, well, that, that, they're behind all of it. Yeah, it, it brings up a good question, John. I, I Actually, Brian posed this question to our little text chat group. He said like when, it, when the cabal falls – how in the short term how painful is it going to be like how involved are they for everything we rely on you know not just entertainment things like that but also like just fundamental things like food and water and stuff like that like will there be like a, a growing pains as we get this new system in place i thought that was an interesting question because yeah you probably don't really, you know we all want the cabal to fall and you know and, and that's that's going to be a good thing but like will there be some some you know pains breaking away from system I'm well th sure think about just what happened what was it thursday like i didn't go through it but people were saying that their phones went out they didn't have service and mm -hmm. they were like miserable for a couple hours because they didn't have their phone for a couple hours it's like what if what if we actually had to go back to a time where we didn't have any technology for an extended period for like 10 days you know like I mean, the withdrawals I mean, people oh will God, go through like, oh yeah, yeah like if i accidentally leave the house without my phone and i get halfway to work and realize it's like full-on panic mode you know they just turn around go home can't live without it it's so bad when you realize how addicted you become to to the technology they've got us hooked on and um yeah. it would definitely i think we'd be, be better off pains, I, think. I think so too that's why i was bringing oh, up the 80s it was a, it was a much happier time for me that's for sure that was a simpler time there, there the 80s so seems very fun the 80s seemed like there was probably a very fun decade yeah you should have been there man it was awesome I mean, I was there. I was just a baby, but yeah. Were, were you born in the eighties? <laughs> I was born in the eighties. You weren't born in the eighties. You're too. You, were you uh, born in the eighties. Oh, bro. okay. Eighty-eight, right bro. On, bro. Yeah, I man. was in college at that yeah. time. Damn. But, but like to the, your point of what you're saying, like how involved are they, like on a granular granular level? I mentioned um, the ant, your fellow anteater, Warhamster, coming on the show. We brought him on to talk about United Fruit. Um, which is like a like oh, a was that Chiqu Chiquita? Chiquita. Chiquita. And so it's like Ian Ian Carroll did like a video on this the other day, but we covered this like three weeks ago 
Um, so basically, a hundred years ago, this is like proto CIA, like before the CIA. These these uh, oligarchs build a railroad in Central um, um, Central America. They don't have enough demand for the railroad. They're like nobody wants to ship anything. So what do they do? They get in the banana business. And they generate demand for their railroad by like getting in the banana business and manipulating like, oh, hey, America, y'all want bananas, right? Like everyone wants a banana. Eat a banana. Bananas are healthy. Banana, 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 like everywhere. And that's how they generated demand for their railroad. And then it just became like its own self-sustaining business. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, United Fruit gets involved with like gun trafficking and all this stuff. It gets revealed that it's like a CIA, a CIA cutout front company and they have to rebrand as Chiquita. And so now Chiquita Banana and then, as Ian was explaining, they got caught in like 2007 shipping guns. Chiquita got caught shipping guns wow. over the CIA, and so it's, it's like that's crazy, man. Do you remember? It's I don't see these commercials anymore. But the avocados from Mexico, like that story, just made that's me think avocados. One. It's got to be. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna have to have War Hampshire back on to tell me, talk to me about avocados, but. I was Most just having guacamole with my two-year-old, like earlier. Most early of our produce life. comes from Mexico. Like, if you're buying produce yeah. in a grocery yeah. store, it comes from Mexico. Most I was I was in Hawaii last year, and we went to this little Hawaiian market, and my sister and I were like, "Oh, we're gonna get some, we're gonna get some Hawaiian papaya and, and, and mangoes and stuff." And so we 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 got back to the house of, or the, the you know the condo that we had rented. And we were cutting open the papaya, and it had a little "Made in Mexico" sticker on it. I'm like, I go all the way to Hawaii to get Mexican fruit. That's right? nuts. Yeah, they import papaya to Hawaii from That's Mexico. Great. Like you, it's like bringing your own. Grows like, to it the grows beach. like weeds there. Exactly, it's crazy. Oh, I just got a comment in the chat. I loved Guard Three. They started off with Jimi Hendrix, Star Spangled Banner from Woodstock, one of the best guitar solos. Okay, okay, so so I missed I missed that like I like I I showed up late that morning. So what what happened like when y'all played the Jimmy Hendrix thing? Was everyone just like, why is this still going? So yes. let me explain a little. So contrary to what you might think, we aren't, or maybe maybe it's more my fault. Like me personally, I'm not that organized. Like I don't I don't think of everything. And so we get there, we're like, oh wait, Abby's not here. Neither is Justin and his wife. Like we don't have a singer. For, for for the national anthem, you know, or Star Spangled Banner, whatever. And I wasn't going to get up there and sing. Not yet. I'm not ready to reveal that career path yet. And so we were just like kicking around at what are we going to do? And then there was a miscommunication. I think, Kate, it was your idea of Jimi Hendrix, but it got translated and we found the wrong video. I think it was... Um, yeah, it's like where he's like, where he's like going off on the guitar. The yeah. whammy bar to yeah. the max on every yeah. note. And it was just like need... like we had to stop it almost halfway through because it was it was not the right video we picked and it was really bad. <laughs> it, but it was a great start. And then I got on stage and I started talking about <laughs> I started talking about uh, California and buttholes and stuff. It was just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a shit show for sure. Oh my but, god, I'm so but sorry. But I think I you know we that. have a we have a lot of boomer viewers that I'm sure appreciated the Hendrix. I don't oh think it was all God. that offensive to everyone. I, actually, I was standing fantastic. in the back with Brad and we were watching it just like, you know, air guitaring like every note, you know, because we know it so well. I, I, I didn't realize it was that offensive. Bay Theater Dave says in the in the chat he was singing. So I don't yeah. know how you sing to that song. You, you had one fan. I mean, everybody was like cheering and clapping. It was, like nobody complained about it, but it they just were felt left they were clapping that it got turned off oh, yeah, they were like yay thank you for turning it off but it was very on brand for us i feel in a way like it was 
It was. It was. But never again. That's what makes us fun. We're unpredictable. Yeah, sure. for sure. Never know for what sure. you're gonna get. That was a mistake. But anyway, um, I want to go all- the rants. We've had a few. What? Go ahead. I was also glad to see on Wednesday that um, y'all are subscribing to the Fat Pompeo theory because I think there's a lot there's oh, a lot dude, to be said there about Fat Pompeo and Skinny Pompeo. Skinny Pompeo is sketch. He's to- a total G man. I do not trust him, but Fat Pompeo <laughs> is the cool is the cool uncle who will definitely hook you up at the holiday party. So I, I'm all about the fat the Fat Pompeo. I don't know. I don't Their earlobes look awfully different too. So I don't know if it's they, they like guy. look like two different people. It's like scary. Yeah. It's it's like yeah. a clone. Like if you want to talk about like clones and masks and stuff, yeah. Fat Pompeo, Skinny Pompeo for sure. I don't I don't know what I think about um pump the the it's just weird. I hope we get that revealed too someday. Like the the different things people are pushing on social media from Trump's original cabinet. It's just counterintuitive almost some of the stuff they say about the current ukraine war and the israel war and stuff it's like we know this isn't this can't be real yeah i I mean my kind of theory on some of that and you know i could be completely wrong about this but i can't help but wonder because of what you're right they're pushing it to such an extent where it's like come on guys i can't help but wonder it's it's like they don't want to give it away to us it's like they're 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 trying to force us to pick up the ball and run with it. It's like, Hey, if we tell you, if we hand it to you, then it's too easy. It's like, we have to basically like be pulling back the other way so that you have to pick up the ball and go do the work, go do the research, figure it out and basically convince everyone to come to your side, which is the truth rather than like this conic nonsense. And also not worship them. You know, there's a big element of we have not been given any heroes in this that we can just turn our brains off and be like, oh, well, whatever we say, because we trust them. Every hero that we have that we know on like we know on some level who the heroes are in this. We know the people who know the truth. And sometimes they we feel like they do us dirty because they say something that we're like, wait, wait, no, no, that's not right at all. And so it causes us to wake up from our slumber because we are so used to just letting somebody spoon feed us it it causes us to just like wake up and be like oh well i guess i have to question them now too but that's a good thing doesn't mean it's it's this isn't about a four-year election right kate this is training us to for generations from here on out to be able to discern to be able to think for ourselves to not hero worship to not take anything anybody says as the absolute truth without doing our homework even people we we trust so um yeah i think that's that i think you nailed it gordon that's it's 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 part of a training op yeah i think i think what i love about badlands the most is there's such a wide range of opinions and viewpoints that we we hardly any of us like actually agree on the same things like there's so many things that we have different opinions on or whatever but at the end of the day like we're all still kind of moving in the same direction right mm-hmm. where there's a i think there's a there's a a flaw sometimes in our movement. And this is what you're talking about, Kate, about the heroes. Like if somebody that people deem a hero, like even Trump says something, everybody's like, okay, well, this is what it is now. And I keep coming back to the Bud Light thing because I feel like that was a test run where he's like, okay, guys, let's let's go back to Bud Light. But it's okay to be like, no, we, we don't have to agree with any of these people, yet we can still be going in the same direction. You know what I mean? Such a good point. We have to learn how to disagree. We have to learn how to like talk to one another. I don't know because, if I agree with that. 
<laughs> yeah, because you'll see, like, I'm sure you, y'all probably run into this all the time. Like, John and Kate, y'all probably run into this all the time where you have um, people who disagree with you. And when they disagree with you, they become like angry that you don't agree with them. Right. And, and we have that with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So it's, it's like we have to learn how to disagree with one another and still be able to communicate and talk and not like slam the door and walk away and be like, I'm never speaking to you again because we don't agree on this one area. Um, and that's a lost art, man. That's a total lost art. It's diplomacy. It's like interpersonal relationships. And we got to figure that out. Mm, totally. Yeah. I mean, I grew up arguing about sports to the death with my friends, you know, and then, you know, once the argument's over, we have a beer and everything's cool, you know, but I, some people that's kind of foreign to them. You know, they don't, no. they don't know what that's about. They're like, wait, you were just at each other's throats and now you guys are just hanging out. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Cause we're, we're not, you know, we don't hate each other. We just have differing opinions about sports, you know, it's no big deal. So I think that that attitude needs to be carried over for, you know, politics, everything else we, we tend to disagree about. Yeah. We got some rumble rants here. I want to go through, um, 1027 js says howdy howdy hey joe howdy howdy cowboy b gerbs love this lineup been a julian rum fan for years totally it was so cool to have him on for sure honored to do a show with him i'm like wow totally max truther mott the hoople david bowie roxy music etc glam rock was still rock and roll 80s rock was a watered down version of rock play on jimmy I, Hmm. i tend to agree with that Cap, Re- oh, I'll say the name, but Cap Regine, Julian's Rum. Are you the Julian's Rum of internet fame? If so, you are a god. Love your work. That is him. That's he the guy. He, he's much younger than I expect. I expect him to be a lot. Oh, older. totally. I, I did, did not too. expect he was him to like... be as young as he was. So, yeah, I don't even know how old he actually is. For like the first year I knew him, I thought he. W- I thought that because I'd never seen that show before. I thought that Avatar was him. Was him? Oh, yeah. 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 And then I was like, oh. That's not him. Is he is he older than me though? Do you know? It's a funny yeah. show. He's got to be older than you because you're the youngest of all of us, right? Yeah, you're, you're even younger than me. Yep, younger than everybody. Uh, Crane on fifty nine. Um, congrats, my friends. This has been a colossal clusterfuck. Objective achieved. Kudos. <laughs> Jr. May helped. Beebs Keck. <laughs> Thanks. Well said. Thanks. Cool. Thanks. Exactly. Crane on fifty nine. Poop. Here's rest. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then Great. Cap Regine again, $100. Love this show. Thanks for having Julian's rum on the show. Thank you. Thank you for the rumble rant. Bama bitch says, I hope someone is clipping the hell out of the show. Lots of great content. <laughs> I don't know about that, but thank you. Desert Star is always lurking, so you never yeah. be careful. Desert Ram 45 feeling like a big spender tonight. So here's a buck a piece from my grasping hands. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank that. You. Thank you for the show. The Trump NATO four three hundred dollar rant again. I'll read it one more time. Uh, Julian is the reason I dove down the Q rabbit hole. Thank you, John, for having him on this platform. This is a surreal moment for me. Props to all of you for a great show. Thanks for no F one or Barbie talk. Uh, <laughs> you're very welcome, and thank you for that very thank generous. You. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, on the DPH, he was like, he, he gave us a rant. I don't remember the amount. It was like ten bucks, five bucks, twenty bucks. But he's like, I will give a three hundred dollar rant if the next two episodes you guys do not talk about F one or Barbie. I was like, well, thanks, but we're never going to see Not a word. And yet, here we are. So, well, I mean, you're definitely going to talk about Barbie on Wednesday because they're doing Barbie on Tuesday. So I, I made fun of him profusely. For, <laughs> he downloaded and watched 
Barbie by himself in the he, middle of the night. He um, has me intrigued though because of the way he presented it, where he says that like he says I, I had no interest in watching that movie, but he says that Ken finds out about the patriarchy and wants to join it. And I'm like, oh well, that maybe they're actually trying to like subvert all the people who went there to be feminists and the feminists get their own friends. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. It, but better not tell me if you do, because I will call you a raging homosexual just <laughs> just out of for old time's sake. <laughs> Desert Ram Fair enough. <laughs> Desert Ram 45 with all the weed talk. Here's what I used to spend for a dime bag back in the 80s. Ten dollars. Ten bucks. Yeah. That cheap. Huh? What what does it even cost these days to get can Connor still a, there? I had a friend lose a kidney from getting shot from a drug deal trying to get a dime bag, like you know, on the back of a motorcycle. Gosh. Now well, now well, you I mean, just literally walk into a store and, and, and wait, is that why they call a dime, dime bag ten dollars? A dime bag yeah. is ten. Yeah, dime bag yeah. is ten dollars. But so it would still cost ten, but it would just be like probably one nug. What was the question mm. though? I missed the question from the rant. Well, there wasn't a question. He just left ten dollars and said, "This is what he used to spend for a dime bag back in the eighties." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was yeah, curious not, what the cost like now. 10 bucks, yeah, but I mean, back in the eighties, man, inflation. It's like back in the eighties, you're probably getting an eighth for ten bucks. It's like now, you you know, you can't even get you know key bump for ten bucks. <laughs> you get a seed and a stem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, boom, diggity, a hundred dollars. Wow, you guys are awesome tonight. If you want to have your mind blown, get this book. It is in-depth and current geology research. The Mayflower. Genealogy. I like the way I said it better. I've heard it both ways. Wait, genealogy the... or geology? Genealogy. Okay. Gene Alagi, the Mayflower 500. <laughs> 500 notable descendants of the founding families of the Mayflower. Dude, I'm going to get that book. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm Thank ordering you. that tonight. Thank you. Totally Eclipse 2024. Liberty Den needs an opening theme song like the one from Cheers. Ooh. That's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do like the... Um, I'm on it. 21 Jump from Street. Cheers. Just steal it. Oh, yeah. 21 Jump Street song. There you go. We'll close out the show with the 21 Jump Street song. Though. Yeah. Mr. Purple Tie says, went fishing and caught a whale soon to finance the Purple Tide Brigade Studios with option for your own titled theme park and ranch. My manifesto is in the web of agencies open source, Mr. Purple Tie YouTube. Hmm. Right. That was a... Interesting rant. Thank you. Mr. Purple yeah. Tie YouTube, huh? Thanks, Mr. Purple Interesting. Tie. Manifesto. It's quite the buzzword. Poso for hope. My husband is 90% Italian, born in Italy. Somehow he is related to the founding father, Thomas Jefferson. We did the ancestry 20 years ago, well before we awoke. I feel like those, those like 23andMe's, they throw in a famous person for everybody. Interesting. <laughs> Not necessarily, but I did my genealogy when I was in eighth grade, as we do. And found out I was related to Jefferson Davis and uh, wow. went in and um, like kind of bragged about it to my teacher. And he was like, oh, yeah, can you can you sing the Confederate anthem? <laughs> we got better. Talk about your all time backfires. I know, right? <laughs> Jefferson Davis, he also like like had a bunch of gold that he ditched somewhere. And there was this Confederate gold show that they were looking for. And well, I, I didn't guarantee get it. you the CIA found it. Or Kate. Yeah, so I, I just went and looked this up. So one in every 200 people share an ancestor with Genghis Khan. Because like Yeah, I've Khan. heard I've heard of that. Yeah. How many? I, yeah, so I had to so like fact children. check it. And I mean, this is according to Google, but this is like this was always like an urban legend growing up that Genghis Khan like 
you know, oh, populated the hired earth. so many sired so many children that that everyone's related to him. But yeah, it's one in two, one in every two hundred people worldwide well, are, are related to Genghis Khan. That's very interesting because of the whole Tartaria theory and that the Tartaria was like of this vast, it spanned, you know, multiple continents, you know, all the way into North America and everything um, at that time. And so, you know, what if, what if he was the ruler of Tartaria he could and have been. went around seeding his nation? <laughs> so, so you, you remember guard seed. Yeah. See, remember that guard I was talking about my Russian history professor who like called us all communists. Um, he the other thing he told us about is he was like, say, boys, he's like the women in, in Eastern Europe and Russia, he's like, they have the almond eyes, the almond eyes, boys, beautiful, beautiful. It's like that they all come from he's like they come from Genghis Khan, they come from you know the um the golden horde. So it's like hmm. because because they came and they conquered all the way up to Novgorod, which is what Putin was talking about with Tucker. Um, and yeah, that's why all the Eastern Europeans have like almond Asian shaped eyes, eyes. Asian eyes. Yeah. It's because of that. That's me. That's my side of the, that's actually both of my sides of the family. And so yeah. you're related to Genghis Khan. Probably. Probably. Yep. If you got, hell? if you got the almond shaped eyes and you probably, are. I do. And, but and we're from Eastern Europe. So, you know, we've traced our genealogy back now to the early 1700s. And it just keeps going further east. So interesting. There you go. Yeah. Um, let's see. Capri Jean, thank you for creating Badlands Media, the Legends in the Great Awakening. See you in Dallas. It's Carrie Pre Jean, not Capri Jean. Okay. <laughs> Put the you're missing the R and the Y in the name, bro. Carrie <laughs> Pre Jean. I'll try to remember that. Thank you for the Rumble Rants. Thank you. Uh, Trump. Trumpnado 4, what is your favorite TV show? We already did that. Carrie Prejean says, J-Trade, I remember getting ready to go out on the Saturday night listening to Hee Haw and Mutual of Omaha. Oh, two yeah. channels back in the early 70s. What that was good. Hee Haw was a great show. It was like one of those variety shows where they would have skits and then they would sing and it was country themed. And then there would always be like the Lawrence Welk show would come on right afterwards, which was an old band leader from like the 40s. And Oh, actually, no. Uh, okay. you know, it's like my, my grandparents' music and that was my, Saturday nights. My old neighbor across the street, and I went to school with this these family. They were the Welks. They were the, his great great related to Lawrence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was I North think he, Dakota yeah, because he's from he's from like Minnesota. I think yeah, he's yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, because where is he from originally? Like Hungary or something like that. Yeah. That that hee haw show sounds like cultural appropriation. Might, might, yeah, be, a, might be a lawsuit a lawsuit waiting to happen. Just saying. For sure. For sure. It was no. It was legit. Yeah, Lawrence Welk is from and... North Dakota. Just confirmed it. North Dakota. There you go. Yeah, we have a lot of famous people here. He's one of them. <laughs> Governor Hobart. Hoven. Ho Hoven. How dare oh, Hoven, you? Hoven. Hoven. Damn, I screwed it up. How could I mess that up? He's like oh. one of the most famous people on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Um, boo. Where are we at? Uh, Jack Peel. The new metrosexual is big burly beards. Has anyone else noticed the weakest men all have long beards and man buns and are obsessed with grooming them? Not to insult just human, but there's a lot of them now. No, yeah, I mean that that's fair. Just human should take note of that. I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say when I was in Palm Springs last weekend, we drove past a store and it was called Bearware. And it was basically like, you know, big gay men that they call bears and with beards and stuff, and it was it, it was just the just the display in the window. I was I had a little vomit in my mouth, and it was, Cancon too has a beard. I mean, man, 
What's funny is that I had oh, a beard. I had a beard nonstop for like six years straight, and then like one really? day my like one day my wife was like, "Wait, how long have you had a beard for?" I was like, "Oh, I don't know, like six years." Um, and I actually only shaved it. I shaved it very recently um, because my daughters asked me to. My, my daughters were like, "Shave your beard, shave it," because they said it was scratchy and all that. And uh, I don't know. It's like now I've just been gotten into the habit of shaving it again. I want um, to see you with a beard. Yeah, you have I mean, such a baby face, dude. Like, I can't even imagine you being. I know, I know. It's beard. it is kind of weird because I do have a baby face, so it is like weird to have a beard. But uh, yeah, I hate Spe- being clean shaven. Speaking of, I see a war hamster in the chat, and he says oh, nice. that um, he's related to Wyatt Earp. So, just talking about famous ancestors. That's what? a cool one. That's a very cool one. Yeah, I don't Come think out. I'm related to anybody famous. Hmm. My Imagine dad was all those he was celebrities in... up there. Nothing. No, not a single one. Um, Weird. I, I'm I'm a direct descendant of a uh, John the Graham. John the Graham um, was the giant. He was a giant who was uh, William Wallace's best friend. If mm. you've seen Braveheart, they yeah. based uh, the guy with the orange hair on him. Um, That's cool. He died at the Battle of Falkirk, which was the battle at the end of uh, Braveheart, where like you get they get betrayed. Um, he died defending. Um, defending William Wallace and they built like a monument to him. They buried him at Falkirk. And uh, there's a picture I posted on Twitter a while back of someone holding his sword. His sword is bigger than like an average size man. His sword is like six feet tall. So the dude was like a legit giant. And I know like I'm not tall, so you're not going to be impressed by that. But my cousin, who's my age, um, he played football at Virginia Tech. He is like six, eight. And in college, he was like 300 pounds. Jeez. So. That's crazy. You know, the okay, like, I- maybe you can- Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. I was going to say, like, maybe you can answer this for me, but my dad, like, underwent, like, regression ther- hypnotherapy, like, way back in the 70s, and and he recalled, like, amazing detail about Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> maybe Napoleon Dynamite, that would be even cooler. So, am I, like, a descendant now of, like, Napoleon, if my dad was, like, Napoleon a past life, or is... I don't know sure? how that works, but, I mean, I, I mean, ev- anything I say would just be my opinion, uh, there's no way yeah. to... To prove it, but I think based on my experience that there is that both can happen. You can access your own lives, but th- you can also access important lives um, in the Akashic record. I think a lot of people can. I had a past life regression where I saw Louis the Fourteenth and building Versailles and like details about his life that I had. I've never researched anything right. about him. I yeah, didn't know. Yeah. But as soon as I had that, it was so real. It was so vivid. I immediately started researching him and found all of these incredible details. So I think it's, I think people can just have access to that information. That's I agree. But you still experience it as if you're, you are living it. Uh, D or D Dell in the chat says, I thought John was related to cash. I know we do look a lot alike, but no, I'm not related. No, the reason I don't know my any famous ancestors is because I didn't fall for the psyop and I didn't take any of the 23andMe tests. Well, they didn't. You, you don't need to. My sister's doing our whole gene, genealogy without that, just like by that's tracing. How, that's how I learned about it. My, my grandfather did that. Why, like you know, in his old age, he did that. He put, he put the whole book together. He went back a thousand years. Um, yeah. And that's how we found out that I'm also related to one of the witches that was burned at the stake oh, in yeah. Salem. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, her name was Sarah, I think. And she was the oldest witch that was bo- uh, uh, burned or killed. Yeah, Kate is a, a witch. So, no, I power. honestly think that that was a double psyop. I think there that's were people wild. doing satanic yeah. stuff. I think it was like the West Memphis Three, where these, three, these boys got thrown under the bus in mm-hmm. order to create the cautionary tale of, 
oh, crazy Christians and their crazy religion pointing fingers at people and look what can happen. Innocent boys can go to jail. I think that's what actually happened in Salem. Do you know how many people died in Salem? From the from the witch hunt, wasn't witch it trial? like wasn't it like like a Six. dozen maybe? It was or nineteen, like and and 19, some of them yeah. died in prison. They weren't so very. I mean, that's, that's terrible. That, that is a psyop. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the Puritans get a bad rap for sure. Because I mean, they, it became the cautionary mm -hmm. tale of mm -hmm. you better not be too religious. You better not accuse people of doing crazy things. And I think people were doing crazy things back then. I think they were practicing witchcraft and Satanism. And people were seeing their neighbors do this stuff. They were ratting them out, and they 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 made an example of these few people to make the cautionary tale. God, man, it's wild. I feel like you're just trying to perform a psyop right now to deny your know. own witchcraft. Just watch my fingers. You want to hear something crazy <laughs> though? My but my gra always. my grand my grandfather who died last year. Um, the guy who did the genealogy. He's 102. He was born in 1920. When he was born, both of his grandfathers were 72, and they both fought in the Civil War. Wow. They, they, they were 15. For which side? They, well, one of them fought for the South, and the other one, these guys, they came over from Scotland in, in 1770, and they uh, occupied a mountain in deep southwest Virginia. And basically, like the, the Confederates and the Union came to him and were like, hey, fight for us. And they said, um, we're not fighting for anyone. We support the Confederacy because we're, we're with Virginia. But if any of you come back to our mountain, we're going to shoot you. No way. We'll leave. Yeah. So they, so they basically were like, if we will stand with the Confederacy. But yeah, the uh, the other one took a 55 caliber through the chest, got left for dead. And then he got saved by the Union women. They ran like a silk scarf through his through his chest to pull out all the shrapnel. And then he spent the rest of the um, war in that famous prison up in Chicago. But 55 caliber at age 15 through the chest, like forced to fight, like conscripted. Man, they they put what the, they put it through the, so the they, wound. So they, they took a sewing needle, which was like this big, and then they wrapped it in a silk scarf and they ran it through his chest, like just straight through his chest cavity and pulled it out the back and pulled all the all the musket ball shrapnel out of it. And uh, and then he lived. But like his family, like his cousins and stuff left him for dead. They thought he was dead. They're like, all right, we're out of here. Um, and they left and the union found them, dude, I know, yeah. I know dicks. It's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, come on. We hear stories of survival like that. And then like, you know, then you'll, you'll hear about somebody who dies of like a spider bite, you know, you're like, but, how the hell did you survive? Dysentery. That? Like, but, right. But, exactly. But, but one of these two dudes at, at his young child saw like Stonewall Jackson and Robert E. Lee, like in person and told my grandfather growing up, like about that experience. That no is way mind-blowing dude that is I, I remember watching um what was that show where mythbusters maybe mm, where yeah, there's like i thought it was so funny because like even at the time but they were trying to debunk whether somebody got pregnant. like they said that somebody got shot through a testicle and it landed in like another gal's uterus and she got pregnant I'm like no way i swear baby i swear to you that was some guy trying to explain to his wife why he right. got this chick pregnant. Like how he I shot swear off I got shot and my ball went into her. Yeah. That's like imagine that cover-up story. Like he had to shoot off his own testicle and she had to like get shot in the right. stomach. It's going along. Committing to the bit, man. Committing to the bit. Oh, but anyway. Um, next rant here. We got uh Boozer 20. That's because we know about basketball in Louisiana. Who would you pick from Badlands to play on your three on uh three on three team in a b-ball tournament? Well, Gordon I'm curious what your answer is here. 
Um, I'd probably pick you, John, because I know you're an athlete. Um, I would pick Cancon because he's the tallest. And then that's a good question. I pro- I yeah. probably would just would just throw up the wild, last one for a wild card, and I would just say like like uh, anyone. So I'll, I'll cop out cop out the third one. Yeah. Well, you. What about BB for his, his ball handling skills? Oh, there you go. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. I like that. You know, he handles yeah. more balls in a night than Larry Bird did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I'd that, pick. That was a Patrick. From... We were talking about basketball once, I think, in, in one of the chats, and Patrick said Patrick's that he tall. plays. But I can't imagine him playing basketball. He, I can't he's imagine physical, him playing though. He, he's, got, he's got, he's, you know, he's, um, actually, that's a good point. Patrick or Chris. I'd probably take Patrick or Chris for, for number three. I don't feel like we got a lot of athletes in Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed nobody that. said my name. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll pick Kate to, for sure. Kate's like MVP of the WNBA, but still, like, Patrick's a better basketball player somehow. I'd rather be. Not, I'm curious yeah. now. I want to play sports balls with you guys. I want to see. Like, I want yeah. to, I, I want to play softball. I want to play. That'd be a, fun. Like a badly on softball would be so fun. Yeah, let's do that. Charity tournament. Yeah. That'd yes. be cool. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. I like it. That'd be cool. We should pick, I don't know. We should call it Media Matters and be like, listen, you, me on the field, <laughs> yes. loser has to suck it. Sandlot, <laughs> yes. like that scene where they walk up to the two, the other team. Oh, I love I love the Sandlot. That was a good movie yep. too. We could also do like a bowling tournament for the unathletic people. Cancon, are you athletic? I think he yeah, plays softball. Cancon's in the chat. He's saying let's do it. So yeah, Cancon's all softball. in. Cancon's all in. So- Softball's easy. Like, yeah, we we get everyone in on softball for sure. Yeah. Cancon's brother, I think, plays football. Yes, yes. And, and then he has another brother who who looks exactly like me. He sent me pictures really? of his his other brother, and I'm like, holy crap! His other brother looks exactly like me. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. We should do that. I wonder, I wonder if Texas has softball fields. We'll have to do. I'm sure they've got one or two. <laughs> joking. Uh, yeah. Carrie Pregene says favorite TV shows: Deadwood, The Shield, Sopranos, Yellowstone, and related shows. All good. And then other ones are Peaky Blinders and Billions. I'm watching well, Peaky, Peaky Blinders right now. Peaky Blinders is one of my favorite shows. I love that show. Yeah, I'm on season three. I think now. Is it five seasons? I think total. I made it to season three. That I show's think, over. Um, yeah, it's yeah, good. I, it, I think I made. The ending I was actually good too. Well. Like, there's very few series where I really love the ending, and this one was pretty good. Hmm. God, you just ruined it for me. I don't even have to watch yeah. it. <laughs> well, now <laughs> you have to watch it because I said it was good. You got to. Well, see I what don't. I'm it, about. It, now I know it's good, so I don't. I don't know what to say. Uh, Resolute twenty three Patriot. Fun fact: Atomic numbers are assigned by the number of protons in an element. Until next time. <laughs> I like it. I love that. And then another fun fun. fact, protons are positively charged. And then chemicals until next time. This is um chemistry lesson. Oh wait, wait, there's a sequence. Q plus 17 plus one equals a seven equals G. Well, I'm just gonna show you guys. I'm not gonna read this equation. It's this one right here. I feel like that's like a Q reference or something in some way. Yeah, well, it's got to be. 17 and Q. Algebra right there. What what do we got? 17. I can't even read it. Protons. My eyes are bad. 
We got Sarah Huckabee Sanders bad lip reading, and I love these videos, so we're gonna watch it. <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> hey, idiots, are you ready? Oh, I just can't stand the faces of you people. The dead, questioning eyes. These don't matter. Greedo? What happens when I scratch a horseradish all over my face? Now, why would you do this? Oh, definitely gonna scrape it somewhere. Yeah, you don't matter. Angie? My beard is pretty bad. Is this because of my bugs? You have literal bugs? Uh-huh. I think it's mainly bed bugs. Okay, you gotta go. Wait, is this about the bugs? Yeah, it is. Stank? Yeah. When is the Roswell... Hey, you really thought to take your question? You suck. Hey, the <laughs> I mean, do you need to talk so evil? Uh, do you need to look like a stuffed baked potato in that Walmart shirt? Because you suck. <laughs> it's been a whole hour since Kristen sat on my whistle. I did not sit on it. Then where's my whistle? <laughs> It's a really important issue, chump. Yeah, what about guys like me, you know? Like our eyes are really honest, but then our brain's got a violent virus. I could not care less, creature. How could I tell if my Labrador is female? Easy, you suck. Let's see, Sasquatch Steven. Would you rub my feet if I tickled yours? You're weird. No, nope. Not even fun tickles? What is that? Listen, I'm a punchy and I'll punch in your esophagus. Great. <laughs> Chocolate curl. You know how I was part of a gang that made bed quilts? Uh, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this one guy, Benji Binkelman, had this horrible breast problem. Okay, so maybe we'll just wrap that up, turd. <laughs> what I really need is a craft table, a magic wand, and someone to feed me pickles. Okay, Jeeves. Do you feel you prefer ice sheets or maybe like summer rain? Or I could feed you to the polar bears. Um, all right. Jana. It's Gina. That's what I said. Gina. Gina. I'm sorry? Gina? Yeah, I don't know. Chachi. Stink leg. Bork. Varicose Ken. This jerk. Hey, I'm crazy about you. When can I see you? No, never <laughs> sounds like a good day. Hey, I'm sensitive, yet dangerous. And I make nachos. Okay, to be honest, I think that most people in the world will find you disappointing. Why are you saying this? Because you suck. <laughs> Wait a minute. Roast beef for sale. Marriages for the lemonade. It's all we will get. I'll bury you people. <laughs> Dude, oh that God, so I completely oh. forgot about Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her like just crush. Like that was years ago. Oh. And she was just crushing those people. Did you see yeah. how packed that, that room was? The, yeah. the briefing? Like, I don't think it's that. That mm -mm. busy anymore with what I've seen. It's because they're all getting laid off. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. After outlets are ex extinct, sucks to great. suck. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> um, weird, weird. Nothing. Wow, you guys are missing the boat on Santos. He's the birds aren't real of politics and Gen Z gateway to mega. Awesome. I like I like that take. I like that. Yeah. I'm not read in, read in on them, but I appreciate anyone who's an agent of chaos in this era. So yeah, Vixter, Vixter 27. Love Friday nights with you guys. It's like hanging out with friends. My hubby keeps wondering what I'm laughing at. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, CanCon in the chat says, "Y'all know that's a bad lip reading, right?" Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> CanCon Can Can is obviously partaking. In the evening offerings, because yeah, yeah. 
He missed that one. But the can and can come. He realized himself it was a bad lip reading and had to make sure that he told us all. He realized it. <laughs> they got him um, half, until halfway thanks through. Thanks for coming on the same can. Weird Nothing Wow Against says, I'll write the theme song for you. We will take submissions, but I don't want to yeah. commit to agreeing to that because you never know. Yeah. You never know. You s- well, as long as we own the rights, right? As long as we have to make sure that we have to write like a like a music industry standard contract where we basically own them. And their soul for the rest of the time, basically. Yeah. I mean, my concern was I don't want to be like, oh, that's awesome. Let's do it. And then the song just sucks. I have to use it for the rest of my life because I feel bad. So I'm just going to say, probably no. If you want to submit it, we'll see. Just as long as you're ready to sign your soul over, then and sign your soul over. Yep. Um, MZ Nocera 55 says, so much fun to see everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Boozer 20, my second cousin is Pocahontas. Like is Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren? Warren? Yeah, which one? <laughs> Second, I mean, is so somebody still alive? Yeah, probably Elizabeth Warren. A uh, boozer twenty tall don't mean shit when you can dribble and shoot. Or I'm five eight, so I feel it's like true. he's trying to challenge us to a basketball game or something. Steve Nash was short, wasn't he? He was comparatively short to the rest of the league. Yes, but he was like six two, wasn't he? No, no, was he? I think he, I know. He might have been five eleven or twelve, but yeah, I mean he was or twelve. Yeah. I mean six foot. I mean he, he wasn't, wasn't that short. short. There were shorter guys like Muggsy Bogues was five three. Oh, Ghost, you're you're muted. Steve Nash was Damn. six three. It's a shame you just missed six three. Steve Nash, there you go. Yep. Really? Well, the average height of the NBA is like six eight, six nine, probably. Yeah. Well, Spud, yeah. Spud yeah. Webb was like five, look a lot seven. shorter than everybody else, or he did back up in the day on the court. But, but look yeah. up Muggsy Bogues. He was five three, I believe. Yeah, the average. I do Spud remember Bogues Webb, and Muggsy Spud, Bogues. Spud Webb was five seven, I think, and he could dunk. I, I was a Muggsy Bogues guy back in the day. Um, yeah. But how how tall is Muggsy Bogues? Let's see that. I think he was like I think he was like five three. I mean, Spud Webb was five seven and could dunk. I don't think Muggsy Bogues. Whoa, could dunk. he, he was, was five three. Holy shit, yeah. that is wild. The average height of the NBA in twenty twenty four is six feet six point five inches. And Dude, he played he played against Jordan too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and, and he was good. I mean, he was legit. The NBA used to be so badass. Like Dude, obviously, so I didn't wasn't yeah. experienced alive, but just seeing videos of them like beating the shit out of each other on a basketball court. And then now it's like you can take 20 steps and you get touched exactly. and they call. It's just, I hate watching that. I can't watch NBA. It's unwatchable. Only, only basketball I watch is March Madness, which is coming up. We should do a pool. Don't let me forget. Yeah. Let's do a, a bracket yeah. pool for well, Badlands. Let's do that. Let's do that. Right. Hey, sh- share the, uh, the link that I just shared. This is Muggsy Bogues uh, guarding Michael Jordan. This is worth looking at. It's insane that this was like a thing in the NBA. Huh? He was in um. Was he in That's Space like, Jam? Uh, yeah, actually, I think he was. I think he yeah. was one of the guys in Space, Space That's Jam. That's like when your older sibling like would hold you by the forehead. Yeah, like, seriously. Like, That's like me and my kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Schooling <laughs> them. All right, and then we got <laughs> a couple more rants here. We got the Wild Boar Seventeen says we got nothing to more to say. Back to the fire pit, and then. Gamble 808. Look at that. Wild Boar and Gamble 808 back to back. Oldie but goodie. And then sends a video. Some boy Gamble. Sure if I'm going to play this. I'm sure you boys are getting after tonight, right? I'm not going to play this whole thing, but we'll play it.
Welcome back, netizens, to this newest edition in Juice Media series of rap news journalism with me, Robert Foster. This okay, I've seen enough, but something. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Definitely something Gamble would send. Gamble, a Gamble production. Have a rap news show. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> disagree. Only, only if John's the one rapping. Not happening. But, I mean, if we find a talented rapper who can make that worth watching for like a half an hour, I'd, I'd sit down and watch that, but not what I just saw. <laughs> but I think that's everything, guys. What are we closing out with again, Kate? The 21 Jump Street theme song that right. Holly Robinson sang. All right. It'll be festive. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It was fun. Yes. Hi, everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. This All is right, the guys. one right here. Have a good night. Take care. The one? That's it. All right. Oh, look at that. I know. So nostalgic. We'll see y'all later. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Later. Say